remember the movie at all. That's that's probably a good thing, actually. You know what I remember? Playing I remember, how at, I remember how at the end of our last D&D session, we were flying away from the city of Gaim, right? We were on our way to escape. You had made it out of the city, besting incredible odds, protecting the reticulators at all cost, fighting off the forces of evil and darkness. And then you had one final test. One challenge remained. And as you broke through the dragons engaged in air combat in the night sky above the mountains, there was another airship, and Sir Topham Sav was on it. And it fired an anti-magic field out of a cannon at you. And Jebediah used his first ever counterspell on it. And then the ship threw up its own counterspell flare. And then one of you, Bruiser or Zop, uh, a Trevor, one of Trevor <laughs> uh, fired off another counterspell back at Zop. it. And then almost failed. But then Jeb used the final charge in the Rod of Luck. And by the skin of your teeth, in an incredibly lucky turn of events, Bruiser was able to rocket away into the night sky. It's been about 15 minutes of a full burn. The thrusters just roaring to the left and right of the ship. You stand, the four founders, well, three founders, Owlin, Fox, and Jebediah, you stand on the main deck just outside the cockpit um, while Bruiser ably pilots the craft the door between you has been propped open so that he can join the conversation without looking away. Um, in your haste to escape, you neglected to choose a direction, and so Bruiser's going to roll a d4, and we're going to find out which way Man. you left the city of Gaim. That's really southwest. cool. North, north, so, north, south about the northeast, southwest. Northeast, southwest. That's a really cool memory you reminded us. I got so, a one. About the Transformers. You got a one, so movies. you're going north. So you're leaving, you're headed back towards the Umbral Sea, familiar territory. Um, and as you, the difference, of course, this time being that one, um, Fox has his limbs. Um, and two, um, on this journey, instead of being split, the entire company is together. And so maybe for the first time ever in our D&D campaign, all of Four Guys Ventures and Vibes is in the same place. The only uh, honorable mention type of thing needs to go out to Abercrombie and his Finch and Savage Tempest, both of whom are gorilla fighting in the remnants of what was once the kingdom of Udril, far to the north. Um, but you have a bunch of company members on board this airship with you, and they are throughout the airship beginning to get to work on their tasks. The company is humming away, and they have a number of things they need to accomplish between Laredith and some of the artificers working in the aft storage hold, trying to put together the machine that will allow you to reforge the Rod of Seven Parts. You've got um, Garlel and Affirmative, the Mykonid Sovereign, and a few others who are up in the, the old spa, your war room area. They've got maps and charts, and they're trying to figure out where you are most likely to find Kay uh, adrift in his own airship for three years. Um, and you've got, you know, Bruiser and a, a team of pilots under him who are just trying to get you where you're going. Um, you've got Clara and uh, a little bit of a team of catering staff who are also kind of working through the inventory of the ship, trying to go through the storage area. Last time when you um, brought the ship to Gaim, 
there was there wasn't really time to like make a detailed inventory of either the things that were on the ship to salvage or now the things you were able to save from Gaim, you know, the the company resources that you brought with you. And so all these things are happening around you, but in the back of your mind, all of you are aware that um, on your way out of the city, a shadow creature made it on board and you have yet to find it. One of the dark, mysterious built from the chaos energy of limbo forged by the mental acuity of the aboleth set loose upon the world at large is on this ship with you somewhere um your tugboat is big but it is not gigantic it is three decks including the main deck you're on and it's just over 100 feet long and at its widest point it's around 25 or 30 feet wide so, you know, the ship is not gigantic, and the odds of this thing continuing to cause problems are fairly large. Um, with all of this in mind, we find, uh, we, we zoom in, if you will, on the conversation taking place outside the cockpit of the SS Happy Orc, where we're trying to decide what to do next and how to proceed with the sweep for the shadow creature. I mean... Well, I could cast Prestidigitate. I could cast that one spell you all know I can do that I refuse to pronounce correctly, but I, I don't think that's going to help. I, I don't know if that's bright enough. Uh, yes, I, I believe uh, casting any sort of light spells and just making a clean sweep and just going clearing room by room will be the most useful. I think that that should be priority one along with... Uh, like coordinating once we find the shadow creature and are able to eliminate it or at least are able to do one clean sweep of the entire space of the entire ship we should then prioritize charting our course and then uh making sure everyone is attending to their tasks and that uh we are on our way to reassembling uh Larith's machine does that sound good to everyone aye aye cap it does. Um, yeah, definitely need and to find that shadow creature. begins blaring. Uh, Bruiser, one of the dials on your, um, you know, on the panel of instruments that you have, uh, begins going haywire as something in the um, in the underbelly of the ship uh, appears to have been compromised. It's like a, a pressurized pipe seems to not have the pressure it should, like a, a bolt has come loose or something like that. It's not urgent. It's not going to crash the airship, but it has set off this, you know, this warning light. Um, and the yeah. problem will, will require someone to get down in the underbelly and fix it. Um, is anyone down there right now? Does he know? Is B Street down there? No one is in the underbelly, but you know that um, Randy, you're ahead of cool stuff, and B Street are both in the engineering room, so there you could reach them on the comms and, and send them if you wanted to. Okay. Uh, uh, Randy, B Street, I uh, got alarms in the underbelly. Something. Yeah, we hear them like too in the background. <laughs> Um, right. I'm, I'm going to go down there just in case. We haven't found the shadow creature yet, and any little noise or anything could be it. I don't know. So Yes, I, I think oh, that yeah, actually if we if we begin our sweep there, that may be uh, most pertinent, and then we just move about the ship room by room from there. Already on the way. Perfect. And Alan will follow as well. And you know what that means? It means it's story time at the Winged Badger Tavern, and we will be right back. Sinir, Gontos, Kotis, Awara. Long ago, the four ancients created a world in harmony. Then, everything changed when the chat emped magic. 
Only Kaldor, master of good vibes, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. Two years have passed, and four adventurers have discovered a conspiracy, a company selling magic. And although their roleplay is great, they have a lot of XP to earn before they're ready to save anyone. But I believe they can save the world. Welcome back to the Wing Badger Tavern. Let's meet the players for tonight's Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Hello, I am Jake, and I play Alan Woodrear, the Azamar Barbarian Artificer. Uh, and I have also been playing Gunner, but Gunner will be—he'll be doing a little cooking for the rest of uh, the foreseeable future. So he'll be stir stirring some soup, which is his specialty. For the rest of time, he will stir soup. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I am Cleo. I play Fox and Riley, though I think Riley's going to be doing a lot of, you know, brainstorming and figuring out how to reverse this image that, you know, Sir Topham has utterly run amok with when it comes to our company. And uh, and Fox, you know, Rogue Changeling, I'm going to go uh, find the Shatter Creature thing. It's going to be great. It's going to be a time. Hello, I am Trevor. I currently play Bruiser, the pilot of the ship and the guy who knows everyone. So if you need something from someone, Bruiser probably knows him. Uh, I also play Zop, who is the brother to Riley, not twin, uh, as people like to confuse them. Um, and he will also be a co-pilot of the ship. And Bruiser is a winged badger, just in case any of you at home are trying to picture him in your mind. Hey, I'm Wash. I play Jebediah Peppermint and uh, Radford the White and FP62. But Jeb's going to be taking the, the center stage and the other guys are going to be kind of moving on to the background for a little bit. Um, and I am curious, just in general, about lots of things. You should take up gardening or blacksmithing. It's good for you. I'm going to take that advice. Right now. I am Will of the Wisp, and I play Clara Albuquerque, who is going to be trying to maintain the kitchen despite the fact that Gunner is in it. I play everybody else. Um, and with that, with that out of the way, we'll jump back into tonight's Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Um, to get down to the underbelly, there are two paths you can take. You could go down through the crew access, which is uh, sort of like an iron-runged ladder that leads down the inside of the hull of the ship, or you could go down the main staircase. I have two players with a hand up. What? 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 Yes. Um, I'm I'm gonna take the the ladder, but uh, I can I can I? Sorry, I'll I'll be uh, well. I'm gonna start some blacksmithing. I, I'm gonna take that advice now. You know, so if anybody needs anything blacksmith, let me know. I'll, I'll be back. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, if this is a bit, it's really poorly executed. <laughs> just the pause, but not walking off camera, not doing anything. Just kind of I couldn't get up in time, and smiling okay? and I couldn't get up in time. <laughs> my, my legs are trapped, okay? <laughs> And I was like fumbling with it the entire time and it just died off. Okay. Is this like the Discord version of, all right, see you later. And then you both walk away in the same direction for like the next 10 minutes. I have no idea. I'm so confused. The music is so tonally inappropriate now. 
<laughs> what just happened? I don't know. Wash, you also had a hand up. Are you also taking up blacksmithing, basket weaving? Perhaps? No, I, th I thought Cleo was doing a funny thing, so I was just following suit. You know how sometimes we dance and then everybody else starts doing it. Does anybody doing want it? to play the game? <laughs> Should we start the scene? Here, we can Owen start is over. going to follow down to the underbelly to help yeah, and so to look for the shadow creature. <laughs> so, okay, so Fox is taking the iron ladder in the crew access area at the front of the ship. Alan, are you also going down that way, or are you going down the main staircase near the back of the ship? Alan is going to also go down that way, and beforehand, Alan is going to cast light on his scimitar of speed. Cool. Alan's scimitar of speed emits a glow of, I believe, 30 feet as you descend the, the, the iron-runged ladder. It curves with the front of the hull of the SS Happy Orc. And as you make it down to the crawl space, Alan in particular is reminded why he rarely comes down here, throwing open the hatch that separates the four storage compartment and the underbelly. You slither into the five foot high crawl space beneath the pressurized hull of the cug boat. And um, the, this area is obviously completely dark. Um, there are a number of support beams. There are four gigantic, um, basically like almost imagine like a big tree stump where there's just these big round pillars that are kind of um, connecting and shock absorbing so that the hull underneath the wooden hull can flex, but the pressurized part of the hull will not. And then there are a number of smaller sort of adjacent supports um, that are just helping keep everything connected and tied together. And so you'll need to kind of crawl in between those um, as you navigate the crawl space. So you have this uh, this 30 foot um, light that casts a little bit of a shadowed glow. You know, it doesn't go through. It's actually 20, 20 feet bright light and then an extra 20 feet dim light. Great, so around 40 feet then. There's about 40 yep. feet of light, um, but with these huge pillars in the center of the, the underbelly, it doesn't stretch quite as far as you'd like. And so there's still plenty of little shadowy corners and things to be looking mm -hmm. into as you as you navigate. Uh, Fox, as a reminder to everybody, does not have dark vision. So, Fox, your vision is limited to where that 40 feet of light hits. Um, so, basically, if you imagine oh. a line of sight for yourself that kind of curves around um, these these pillars, you know, with them in the way, kind of obstructing I'm your view. cast Prestidigitation. That's what you'll cast. Yes. Um, uh, to act as, like, a torch. Um... I believe that should give me about 20 feet and then 20 feet dim. Uh, I will check on that, but that sounds right to me. Um, and obviously, uh, Alan's yeah. going to kind of direct Fox a little bit and be like, Never oh, mind. Well. I'm going to cast light because I have light and I, I'm <laughs> okay. incapable of reading. Sure. All right. Well, once you have figured out what kind of light you want to use, um, we will uh, both clear the underbelly i will uh go on this left side and you just make sure that you check every nook and cranny make sure that at some point or another your light has touched every part of your side of the underbelly and make sure to call out obviously if you find anything suspicious or perhaps a shadow creature as as fox and gotcha. alan begin their kind of slithery search i would like each of them to roll a perception or investigation check their decision uh which and they'd like to use alan is like at alan alan is gonna probably be slower than fox at getting through even though 
He's going to try to keep pace to, so that they, you know, are kind of evenly clearing. If you'd, like, you could, if you'd like, you could roll a DC 12 acrobatics check to see if you can keep pace with Fox. Okay. Uh, I got 15 on perception. Okay. Acrobatics was three, so that's not going to yep, do so it. So you're moving a little um, slow. But... Uh, I'll, I'll slow down if I notice Alan's a little behind. I'll sure. I'll slow down so that way when our light crosses in between the beams at the same time. Yeah. Perception 21, though. Okay. Uh, perception of 21 and 15. So you're, I mean, eyes peeled. You know the danger these shadow creatures can face. Um, you don't see anything in particular at this time, but we're going to check back in with your progress as you begin maneuvering across the, the underbelly of the tugboat. So you've probably crossed the first quarter of it at this stage as we jump back up to the um, the cockpit where Bruiser, you've still got this alarm light going off. Obviously, they need to make it through to where the pipes are in the underbelly before they can yeah. they can fix it. Um, are you doing anything else? Are you going to keep piloting? Are you going to hand off to one of your co-pilots and go do something different? What's what's uh, what's Bruiser up to? Um, is there any, like, does it look like anyone's chasing us or have we completely left them in the dust? You have left them in the dust. Um, you um, were at full burn as you came out of the mountains. Okay. Nobody was going to accelerate fast enough to catch you. So then he is going to tell Zop to take over. Um, and he is also going to go down to the room where the pipe burst. Sounds great. Um, so, he has dark vision though. Okay. So Zop is going to take your place in the cockpit and Bruiser is going to head down to the underbelly. Um, when Bruiser arrives... Um, the our, our other two adventurers, Fox and Alan, will be halfway through the room. But in the meantime, while they're on their way to doing that, talk to me about what Jeb is up to. Um, so Jeb's just kind of sitting up on the upper deck, kind of feeling the wind in his fur, just trying to collect himself, really, from the from the last bout and the volleys of magic back and forth and the orange glow of dawn just beginning to light the horizon in the distance. Yeah. And it, he knows that as soon as that sun comes up, it's going to hurt his eyes. So he's just kind of like soaking it in for now. Um, but really there's, there's a lot of darkness up here. And, uh, I think he is concerned that this shadow creature can teleport anywhere that there is shadow and we don't know if it requires line of sight so i think he's just going to start i think he's just going to start walking through the ship trying to to lay eyes on different places i think he's concerned less about places where it may be hiding and more about trying to see places where it could show up and cause trouble he suspects that it might be down in the underbelly and has caused a problem to draw us down there and then it will teleport up and cause a bit of havoc so he's not looking for, for hiding spots but he's just walking the halls walking the corridors going up and down the stairs I trying see. to just kind of like kind of like you know when you lose your your 
your wife in the grocery store and you're like just looking <laughs> left and right and then you go to the next one left and right you're just trying to cover as much line of sight as possible I've never related so hard to an analogy about the behavior <laughs> of a dnd character <laughs> Um, so sure. yeah, like going down the going down the stairs, taking a look down down this quarter, down that quarter, goes to the next level. This one, that one, kind of makes a couple laps or tries to anyway. Okay. So um, as you as you go down the main stairwell, and you you know you check each the the main stairwell is near the aft of the ship, near the back of the ship, and so as you're kind of navigating down that stairwell. On the first below deck, you have access to um, kind of a rear balcony. You know, there's a, an airlock mm -hmm. hatch at the back of the craft, and then you can step through there onto just a fenced-in balcony that kind of stretches to the rear of the cugboat. So you maybe poke your head out there real quick and check. Um, Setonia is seated out there calmly, but there is no um, shadow creature or anything. There's just, and Setonia doesn't even really turn and look at you. You know, Setonia is mostly nonverbal, so she is just sort of this this kind of glowing, translucent or semi-translucent moose who is um, sitting on the back of the deck and just kind of staring out at the night um, as you poke your head in the other direction you're looking into the cafeteria which is a long thin kind of mess hall area it's got one big um, like camp style table where you know big long table with benches on each side stretching down the middle of it um, it is now lit by three cipher lanterns that are kind of powered by the internal workings of the ship and Tactus, the unyielding the king of Udril and his wolf are both seated at the table um, and Gunner is trying to uh, keep the wolf fed at the rate that the wolf is eating. I mean, I, I, at this point, I don't think I need to cook the next. All right, yeah, I'm no, just he gonna. Can, he can take just it raw. Gonna, That's yeah. Yep. You could just. You could just. Uh, let me out. just. Yeah. All right. And then yeah. Alan will like, or not Alan. Gunner will go and like get go back into the supplies <laughs> and be like, all right, what raw meat can we give this thing? Because yeah. I don't. That's it's consuming too fast for me to even sear it. Yeah, Gunner, Gunner's hat disappears back through the door into the kitchens. The king nods respectfully at Jeb, but you don't see any disturbance. You head down the stairs to the second below decks area. Um, the second below decks area, you as you go down the stairway, you come across uh, a very peeved-looking Zal and Joffrey Belvedere who have been assigned janitorial duty on the ship and are stuck with just, there's a huge mess on the floor. It's like splintered wood and debris and dust and, you know, crumpled up papers and strewn boxes. And, and you just like see this huge mess on the floor. You come down and they're just like fuming and like, and they're just all upset. They don't even notice you as you come down the steps. They're, they're so busy being upset and trying to clean up this huge pile of, of garbage. They're just shoving it in trash bags in indiscriminately almost you know like just just get it all out of there off the floor hey uh make sure you go through that make sure that's actually garbage there was like you know valuable stuff here just like stashed we don't know if it's you know if there's any relics of the past or anything that might have important information on it don't just oh, make sure it's trash before it's trash also you mean you wish for me to do actual accounting for once uh zal I'm sorry that you had yeah. to be put into this position. Um, you know, it, it's temporary till we get the ship back down and get back to some new headquarters. Joffrey, uh, you deserve this. Uh, do better. Don't burn <laughs> up all of our funds. And maybe you can use this time to kind of like, you know, work on your skill a little bit in the background. 
and Jeb heads off to the next room. Joffrey, like, you know, <laughs> spluttering and so, oh, you, you would accuse and you just like step past him or whatever. Um, the this room or this this level is um, there's an aft storage area um, behind the stairwell, which is where all this junk came from. It's been thrown unceremoniously out here by Laredith, who decided that the aft storage room was going to become her new workroom. And between her and Randy, um, you can see that she has brought, like, one of the small forges from the four guys' headquarters and just set it up in the aft storage room. It kind of lights the room in this flickering warm glow, complete with bellows and everything. Um, You can also see that she's routed the ventilation for it through a hatch and into the underbelly, and that a little bit of steam is escaping through that hatch. Um as as she's kind of ventilating you know it, it's where the the smoke is being ventilated out um she also has like a large work table and plenty of plans strewn about the place um there's still like dust in the corners and stuff you know she clearly just did like the equivalent of sweeping off the table to make room for a new project is what she did with this entire storage room um she kind of adjusts her spectacles as you come in and Oh, uh, yes. Hello. Hello, Jebediah. Um, no, I've not seen any disturbances here. And frankly, with the glow of the forge, I'm not too concerned. Hey. Um, and Jeb kind of walks up and uh, puts his arm around her leg and kind of gives her a hug. Yes. Hello. I'm so sorry. Hmm. Uh, Jeb hasn't seen Blaredith since, I don't believe he's seen or interacted with her since the incident where she lost her wings. Sorry about, about what? I didn't have very many options and I just, I wish I could have done better. Done done better at what? You mean in the escape from Gaim? Yeah. No, in the escape from from the Umbral Sea. Oh, you you mean the wings? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean I'm... it. It sucks a little bit, but at the same time, I now have the opportunity to try and design some prosthetic wings. I haven't spent a lot of time working on prosthetics. Your friend's leg was a uh, my first foray, if you will, into the field, and I think it's interesting. You don't. You don't need to put on a, a show for me. I know. <laughs> put on what what do you mean? I know you guys don't have much of a future. And that you're putting it all on the line for us. And I can't be more appreciative of someone who just gives and gives. Well, if it helps. There's a little bit of taking, because it's going to feel really good to blow up some bad guys. Yeah, I know. I just wish you all would be here to reap the benefits and see the world that you'll save. She tucks a pencil behind her ear and adjusts her glasses. We've had an entire age, an entire era. It gets boring solving all the world's problems. It's much more fun watching the ingenuity of creatures who have limited resources. No offense. None taken. If there's if there's anything that I've learned recently, it's it's that I have limitations. 
Uh-huh. A good lesson. She takes the pencil and kind of taps her on t- taps herself on the nose. A good lesson. A hard lesson. At first. But, but limitations help you embrace delegation. And delegation is how we marched an entire army on the city of Rustfree and didn't have to kill anybody. I think didn't know greatest, that. People think my greatest achievement was the siege weapons that that army used. But really, my greatest achievement was the deterrence that those weapons provided. We saw a peaceful resolution. Hmm. Well, you are pretty smart. I'll give you that. Yeah, but I don't know that we're working towards a peaceful resolution this time. Well, peace can only happen when one side is interested in it, or when at least one side is interested in it. These, these, I don't, I don't know if after this many ages, if there is any desire on the other side for peace. No, I suspect Uh, not. I think holding grudges for, you know, several ages of existence will do that to you. It's a bad thing. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I've learned is uh, when it comes to grudges, you either eat it or you let it eat you. And it seems like they chose the latter. Like your friends at the casino. Yeah, like my friends at the casino. And... Aptly named. (laughs) It's true. It's true. They weren't my friends. They were schemers from the start. But I didn't know any better. And was just in a vulnerable place and... Needed a way out and thought that that was it but yeah the rest is kind of ancient history as they say i'm gonna let go of your leg now that that would be nice so anyway uh yeah shadow creature still on the ship it can teleport into shadows uh so be vigilant if you got any dark corners around here um, you wouldn't happen to have anything that I could like use for a light or something like I don't out of all of the magic that I can do like pre- making light isn't apparently one of the things that I figured out yet interesting um, well what I, I mean I work pretty well in the dark um, give me a moment and she tucks her pencil back behind her ear adjusts her spectacles a big round you know her eyes kind of fisheye beveled out of them she leans down over the table and begins kind of rolling papers out of the way. Let's, let's see, there's got to be a blank one in here. So there we go. And she finds a blank sheet of parchment and she um, takes her pencil, tucks it into her work belt and pulls out a wrench, licks the end of the wrench and then begins writing with it. Um, and you can see you as, as a, a wizard, you kind of recognize like, oh, this is an arcane focus. Um, and she is writing you a spell scroll for the spell light. Um, hmm. She says, here, I can't copy it into your own spell book, obviously, so you'll need to, uh, in fact, I'll make a second. Uh, so use this one for now. She hands you the scroll and she says, I'll make another for you so that you can copy it into your spell book. Um, Dang, that's and then fast. She tucks it back, uh, back over her ear 
and as she finishes um, kind of writing this spell scroll for you, you notice that in her other hand, there's like a little bit of um, black sacrium powder from the wingle digits that she burned, you know, writing you the spell mm. scroll. Um, she kind of just like looks at it, shrugs and tosses it into the forge, which like, you know, roars with the volatile material of sacrium. <laughs> and she goes, that might not have been advisable. Uh, and, you know, well, I'm going to get back to work on these designs. I think I found a way to miniaturize the machine, but it's going to take a little bit of finagling. Hmm. Yeah. Let me know if I can be of any help, and I'll, I'll see you in a little bit. Shall do. And she gets back to work on her on her table, you know, all her different notes spread out in front of her. Uh, is Jeb and going to the bunks next? Like the yeah. I I think he's going to try to peek into the, into the bunk rooms each, just pop the doors open and take a look at it. Sure. So uh, Jeb is able to cast the, the spell scroll of light. Um, do you want to do that now? Yeah, and okay. I think he's just going to cast it on... What does she want to cast it on? So I'll figure something out. Sure. So Jeb does that and, and continues his search. Meanwhile, down in the underbelly, uh, Fox and Owlin, your lights begin creeping around the third of the massive supports that hold the, uh, the the hull of the ship, the pressurized hull, into place in the underbelly. And as your lights creep around the side of it, you see like a whisper of movement, um, and then and then it's kind of gone, and you also begin hearing a little bit of a The further that you creep around, the more you realize there is a bunch of steam coming out of a pipe that stretches through the underbelly um, coming down from the aftmost hatch. So like Fox is kind of on the, the port side of the ship. You know, it's it's on directly in front of Fox. There's mm. uh, a hatch there with some steam shooting through it um, at where it connects to a, a pipe that's kind of running through the ship. And those are the things that you see. Somewhere behind you, Bruiser has entered the uh, the underbelly as well. And so, Bruiser, you are catching up to them. You, you're close enough to communicate and, and participate. And... Can I make a perception check to see if the shadow creature is down here? Absolutely. That will be a 16. A 16. Uh, you do not detect a shadow creature. Okay. Uh, yes, we've we've cleared up to this far, and Alan will kind of try to like wave with his light a little mm-hmm. bit. We're we're going to clear the uh, up and up to the front of the ship, and then uh, I will um, see if I can fix the hissing pipe real quick. All right. I mean, yeah, I haven't you, seen anything on this side either. Do you need my help with the pipe, or should I just go on ahead? Uh, no, I don't think. I will need your help with the pipe. Like I said, I think uh, Fox and I will clear the, like keep keep moving past the pipe and then loop back around to the pipe and fix it. Okay, I will but go up. If you up want to watch our back, okay, perfect. That's great. There are two of you. Yes. On the exterior walls, um, as you crawl through the underbelly, there are um, four sort of ports uh, or or like sideways hatches, basically, like uh, almost like portholes, except that they can open that lead out onto the stabilizing fins of your airship. Mm-hmm. Um, so while you haven't, I'm assuming, gone out those um, those openings there, you haven't, you know, seen anything through them, you know, like they're little window type things um, and you haven't you haven't seen anything through them on the on the stabilizing fins either, just to clarify. OK, um, but you can right. go there if you want to. I think we'll uh yes I think I think let's keep moving to the front once we meet at the front we can start moving back and then I will see if I can diagnose and fix the pressure issue on the pipe 
Alan, how about right. you roll and, uh, uh, I'll start checking the... Uh... What do you I'll say, start... Josh? Go Sorry, ahead, Cleo. We'll start there. Now, I said, I'll, I'll go ahead and start checking the... Uh, once we start doubling back on these little side areas and, and make sure they didn't go outside. Perfect. Cool. Uh, Alan, go ahead and roll me an artificer tools check for your repair. And okay. Fox, go ahead and roll me a new perception check to uh, see what you can see. Woo! Gotta love that perception check of uh, uh, 12. 12. 12. Uh, you do not see anything. Um, you think at first that you see a little wisp of something moving, but then you realize it might just be a little wisp of cloud because it's still nighttime. So, you know, dark clouds moving across dark stuff. It's like, well, that could be, that could be. Clouds cloud. do do that. Yeah. Clouds do, 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 do that. They do, 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 do. Uh, Alan got a net 20 on the Ooh, artificial nice. tools. Alan's like looking at the pipe and he's like, oh, I think if I just, and he like tightens one bolt and it mm -hmm. solves a, solves the problem. The alarm lights go off. Um, Bruiser, you hear over the little intercom um, Randy's voice. He goes, looks like uh, everything's fixed down here. <laughs> uh, Bruiser won't respond, but okay. does, is, is, is noticeably uh, a little bit less stressed because those just trigger that stress response, having Great. those alarms go off. Um, and Bruiser is going to patrol the next deck up. Okay. He's going to do a sweep. Uh, are you going to, so there's a number of hatches that connect the underbelly to the uh, second below deck. Are you going to go into the main stairwell area, into the aft storage area, into the four storage area up near the front of the cug boat, or into the engineering room? Uh, the most forward storage area. Okay. Uh, you push open a um, a porthole and you find yourself in the four storage area where FP62 and Clara are both in this room. FP62 has a clipboard in his uh, sort of strange synth synthoid hands um, and a pen. And Clara is like all that's sticking out of the pile of storage stuff <laughs> is like her little dragon feet or little fairy dragon feet as she's kind of digging in there looking for whatever she's looking for. <laughs> now I know that oh. I'm smelling something real good. There's something in here. I'm like maybe some dried it, parsley. We can. It at smells least get very some bad. I no no I, no. This is FP. You can smell. Oh, yeah. Yes, this is a new sensation for me. Mm. Um. So so this is a good smell then. Par parsley. You said. Not the whole. The whole room doesn't smell like. I'm. I'm. So I'm digging in here. You know, the nose knows. Remember that. Now you got a nose. You got to know. So the nose knows what it's looking for. So you you dig in here. You smell until you smell something smells good. You know, right now you're going. Ugh. You want to go. Ah. That's how you know you <laughs> okay. found something good. Very good. Um, and I'll just like shove the clipboard. Effie shoves <laughs> the clipboard into Bruiser's hands and just like plows his head into it. Aha. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> Roll an investigation at disadvantage because the sense is so new and so overwhelming. Clara, roll an investigation at advantage because I just put you like ankle deep in, the, in all of the, the stuff you're searching through. Um, and then Bruiser, based on Clara's roll, I will tell you what's already written on the clipboard of okay. things they've found. I mean, Bruiser's not here to check that. Oh, okay. Well, then, never mind. I won't tell you. 15. 19. Sorry, what did you get, Wash? 15. Okay. 
Uh, wow, with disadvantage. Look at that. Yeah. Um, so FP, um, you smell a lot of smells. Uh, the only one that you're able to identify so far is wood because you've been like, oh, yes, there is wood here and it smells like this, like the ship is made of it. All the other smells are new things to you. You're not totally sure what they are. Um, you might describe one of them as smelling not unlike um, some of the like the, the blacksmithing tools that Randy has. Um, you might be able to compare one of the smells that you come across to um, the the way that um, like freshly tanned armor might smell, um, uh, like like leather armor or studded armor. Um, and there's also a smell that you think you've maybe smelled before when you opened like the ice chests that they keep the burritos in. Um, because there's, you know, some of those have come on board the cook boat as well. So you think that maybe you've smelled that smell before, like in the ice chests. Mm. Um, Clara, as you are digging and diving and searching your darndest for a, a, a couple spices here, um, you do find three spices. You may choose which spices they are. You find them as part of two herbalism kits. So we can also Ooh. add two herbalism kits to the company inventory. Thank the good dragon. I thought I was gonna have to. I will. I will never. I will never serve bland food again. If I, I will jump off this airship first. I know <laughs> oh, I have no. Wings, no one wants you to do that. I. Oh, but this. You smell that? You smell that? I do. Yes, oh, it smells like wood and leather. Can you eat those? So um... you probably shouldn't. You probably shouldn't. <laughs> so what you're looking for? is something like this. So, um, Clara is gonna take, mm. she's got, she's, one of one of them is just a, a tin of salt. Um, so I'm gonna take some of this and she's gonna drop a pinch in FP's hand, which is like a hand now. Like, mm -hmm. okay, sti stick that on the tip of your tongue and then roll it around yeah. like that, like that. Oh, ah, no, um, uh, no, no. No, don't, ah, don't be mad uh. at it. Savor it. Uh, think about it. Uh, uh, it's okay. This, uh -huh. this, this tastes That's like good. ooh rocks. This is a ooh bad ooh. Uh, no, uh, no. Okay, so that was a lot. That was a lot, <laughs> and you got a new baby tongue. I so I put what you put in my tongue. hand on my tongue. Mm -hmm. But this Do is going like. to flavor your food, and it's going to make it taste better. But when you taste it by itself, it's pretty it's pretty strong, right? This is the strong oh man. Okay, don't go near Radford for a while. <laughs> Maybe wait. <laughs> Just occurred to me. You got a fresh... Is there a problem with Radford? He is one of my dearest friends. No. We so... play chess together. Just don't drink anything he gives you. Only drink <laughs> things I give you. All right. So can you now if you can you smell that? So go go dig in here and see if you can smell something that smells more like this and less like leather and wood because that's going to be things that I'm not looking so, for to cook. Pardon me, um, don't didn't mean to to intrude oh, in no, as entertaining it's a fluffy. as this. I love a fluffy. FP's head pops out of the pile of trash. Yes. <laughs> um, have have either you neither of you have happened to seen a uh, creature of shadow? Have you? Uh, we are all casting like? shadows. Uh, I don't know if lost is the right word. It's more like a stowaway. And it's here to wreak havoc on our ship. And we're trying to dispose of it as quickly uh, yeah, as possible. This was the thing with like the big chain 
that liked yeah. my jokes. Um, I have not <clears throat> seen one in here. Have you seen one in here, FP? No. Do I need to get my rifle? Uh, if you see it, maybe. Okay, so now we got two instructions. This is a lot to, a lot to juggle. We got to be sniffing in here for salt and parsley, and then we got to be sniffing well, out there you... for shadow creatures. That's a lot to well, hit. Okay. What you do they smell like? I, uh, DM, what do they smell like? <laughs> I don't think anybody has taken note of it before, so probably you don't know. Okay. Mm. I, I don't have a clue. Uh, we generally try and make those interactions as brief as possible yeah, that um, if I find a clue if I find a clue of what they smell like I will notify you sounds perfect um, so I am just doing a sweep of the ship along with Alan and Fox um, so you guys just keep doing what you're doing but if These you just happen it can't be like in lights right can we just put you know put torches in every room do we have torches I guess I... we've got wood we, let's not shut, set the ship on fire. Somewhere in the uh, distance, you hear a <laughs> as Laredith tosses some <laughs> sacrium into the forge, yeah. <laughs> reverberating through the hull of the ship. <laughs> um, but that is a good idea. If if when, in in your inventory you happen to find a lot of torches, uh, please disperse them into shadowy areas. That's another thing to look for. You're just giving us so much work. All right. I know. I'm um, sorry. Well, okay, well, perhaps I shall keep an eye out, Clara, and man the clipboard again and leave the smelling to you. To an expert? All right, you can watch and learn. I'll show you how it's done. Um, you, the fluffy. So yes. if, if you were to come across one of these, one of these lovely creatures. Um, yes. So I do, you know, I, it's been a long time since I used any magic, but I used dancing lights today. They didn't seem to like that very much. I got another one, I think, called Color Spray. And it's a bunch of lights everywhere. I, you know, I only get it once a day. At least yeah. I did back in the day, you know. It's been a minute, <laughs> but, you know, I'm still pretty young. I'm pretty fresh. But yep. if, if you come across one, maybe that would be handy. So you could let me know, and I will come down, and I will destroy it for you. Uh, I much appreciate it. I will do my best to let you know, but I may also destroy it myself. So, you know. I mean, you know. I believe in you. You got wings. We're on the same so, side here. Yes, we are. So, Josh, I'm going to search this room and then continue out. Okay. Um, investigation to search under the rubble or perception to just glance around and see what you can see slash hear. We're going to do investigation. Okay. That is going to be a 31. Who's <laughs> oh, McDuck? goodness. You are certain that there is not a shadow creature in here, but you do come across a few other things as you're in there. First, you come across a mess kit, um, which is just more kitchen tools. You come across a climber's kit. You Ooh. come across six rope harnesses. Um, three of them are in good working order, and the others are kind of rusted and worn through. So a total of three functioning rope harnesses. <laughs> Somewhere okay. on the ship, a chill runs up Radford's spine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would also like you to roll a uh, roll 3d6 for me. Okay. You want to roll low? Oh. Uh, oh, 11. 11. You find 11 damaged potions of greater healing and nine um, undamaged potions of greater healing. 
Ooh. any damaged potions have been probably in the impact of the crash. You know, the, the glass bottles have kind of shattered and, and yeah. spread around. And so you just see like the remnants of the potion inside. But you do find nine of them that are that are in good order. Um, nice. In addition to that, FP and Clara have found two nets, three writing kits, um, and uh, a strange ring that uh, neither of you has, has seen before or recognizes. Um, but it is a, the, the ring is worked of, uh, silver and it has little charms that are built into the band around the side of the Mm -hmm. ring. Um, but you're not sure what exactly it does. Um, and that is what you found so far. So after Bruiser, um, kind of like using his claws, like, shuffles through some of the rubble he 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 comes out with things just like dangling off of his claws i found all of this stuff uh some harnesses a mess kit climbing kit mess kit mess kit <laughs> let me see what's in there uh Ooh, you can put those nice. the rest of that in this pile on the corner we've been building and i will catalog and get it stored away Perfect. So Bruiser will take everything he's found and put it in that corner and then move on to the next room. Perfect. Uh, The next room is either engineering or you can go back to crew access and climb up to the first below deck. Uh, Engineering. Okay. You go into engineering where Randy and B Street are leaning against a wall, just kind of talking to each other. They're just hanging out. It doesn't seem like anything really needs to get done at the moment. So they're just, you know, they're on station, but there's not much to do. Um, maybe they've got some of those like standing stools. They're just kind of leaning back yeah. against them. So you walk in and Randy goes, Hey, what's up, dude? And Beastry goes, Hey, hey, bruiser. Hey, I'm just patrolling the ship looking for the, the shadow creatures all. Uh, you haven't seen it, have you? Nope, just a bruise on the back of my head. <laughs> all right, well, keep up the good work. I'm just going to search this room and then carry on with the rest of the ship. Sounds good to me. Uh, can I investigate this room? You may. That will be a 22. A 22. Bruiser does not see any shadow creatures in the engineering Dang. room. And this room is at least dimly lit by the glow of just the, the instrument panels, you know, that are yeah. kind of all around it. So there's a number of pipes with little dials and gauges on them that are lit by ciphers. And there are some readouts of how the rest of the ship is functioning and circuits are glowing and like the amber glow of ciphers and things like that. So there are some shadowy areas, but there's there's more light in here than some of the other unlit rooms. Okay. Uh, he will move to the next room. Okay, so he's going up the crew access. Let's jump back down into the underbelly while he does that. Fox and Owlin are making... Oh, Fox isn't here. Uh, let's pick back up with I'm Jebediah. He's, oh. I was <laughs> rearranging my... You just... <laughs> Where did you Sorry. come from? <laughs> I, I have a very complicated blanket setup, and it's... <laughs> Catching on the chair legs constantly, so I've been fiddling with that. Spotify listeners, Cleo's webcam was empty. Like, I thought she had gotten up to go to the bathroom or something. And so I was like, oh, Cleo's not here. And then she just shot into the frame <laughs> from the bottom. I was like, I'm here. Anyway, uh, okay. So, Fox and Owlin, you are headed back towards the front of the cugboat. Fox, are you poking your head out onto the stabilizing fins or just peeking through the windows? I know you rolled. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm poking out. Okay. So you open up the little porthole and you kind of stretch your, your head through. How far out is Fox willing to go here onto these stabilizing fins of the moving Oh, just, just ahead. Just okay. ahead. Yeah, the wind rushing through and, your and hair. Putting the light out there 
Yeah. So you put the light out there, and there is a little bit of glow now. You know, the sky is is that bright gray that it gets just before the sun comes over the horizon, and so there's there's a, a decent amount of glow, um, kind of illuminating the top of the clouds like a like a little ocean. And the this particular stabilizing fin, uh, you don't see anything on there. As you look across to the you know the forward stabilizing fin, because there's two on each side of the of the craft here. It's hard to see because there's a thruster um, that's sort of in the way. Um, it's not blocking your view. It's just that, you know, there's smoke and fire and stuff. So it's like kind of dazzling and it's a little bit tougher to see through. But you don't think that you can see anything on that on that forward stabilizer either. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, Fox is going to come back in. Um, come over to Jake. Jake, come over to Alan. Okay, shimmying um, through the the underbelly here, yeah. scooting around poles and stuff, pipes. Hey, uh, I'm noticing it's about to be daylight. I might, I might just sit down here for a bit, see if I notice anything. You know, see anything? Just kind of like do a little bit of stakeout. If you want to like move on. Uh, that. Okay. Uh, is there an easy way for you to notify if you find anything or if something happens? Uh, there's people above me, right? I, I can also message. I can okay, send a message. Perfect. Um, then on my way out, I will stick my head out the opposite uh, side uh, just to see if these fins are cleared. And then I will head up and see what uh, Jeb and Bruiser have found as of yet. Roll a dexterity sure. save. Uh, who? Alan. Okay. Eighteen. I rolled well. Eighteen. Uh, Alan, you stick your head out the other side, and the stabilizing fin is empty. You kind of crane your neck out to try and see to the forward stabilizing fin. You're squinting through the the smoke and kind of the aura of of um, uh, energy that's coming off the thruster. And as you're squinting through, a uh, dark kind of, it almost gives off a trail of smoke. This like dagger is flung towards your head and you snap your head back into the porthole just in time. You see it like it's, you know, inches away from your face as it slides by and flies past the, the end of the craft into the distance. You do not see whatever through the dagger. What direction was it from again? It was from the direction of the forward stabilizing fin. So you're on the rear stabilizing fin. Ah. You're looking forwards up the craft, and a dagger was thrown back towards Okay. Uh, Alan will uh, immediately bring his head back in and say, uh, I, a dagger, a shadow dagger was thrown at me from the forward stabilizing fin on this side. So I believe we found our target. And so Alan will try to, as fast as he can, get to that other area. Sure. You know. um, oh, wait, no, Alan. both of you roll initiative? Just... Just Alan. No, Alan will stay on this side and okay. Fox will get to there. There we go. That's better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alan will stay here. Fox will approach the. Yeah. Yeah, but still, I think maybe it would be good for you to roll initiative. For oh, reasons. okay. Gosh. Uh, I'm going to roll 23. And uh, I'm also going to be like, Alan, the sun's coming up. We just got to make sure it can't get back, back inside. Ah, yes. That, that is perfect. Um, Alan got a nat 20 on. <laughs> yeah, he did. On initiative. Uh, okay, so Alan got a 20. Fox had a natural 20. So, Fox, you had a 23, right? Right. Okay, Alan, I'm just going to call yours 30 because of the nat, the nat 20. Um, okay. Alan has a plus zero to initiative, but because of his barbarian level, he has advantage. So, it's. Nice. 
Um, Jeb, Clara, and Bruiser, let's go ahead and roll your initiative just so we have it in case you you enter the combat. Okay. Sixteen for a Bruiser. Um. Okay. And this guy here, Bruiser's a sixteen. Clara, have you rolled your initiative? I believe that's an eleven. An eleven and Jebediah. You're muted. Two one two one. That's so weird because I said twenty one and you were like, hmm? and I said twenty one. You went okay, but you were talking to somebody else. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> All right, it is the top of initiative order. It is Alan's turn. Fox, I'm sorry, I'm going to actually drag you back to where you were uh, on our battle map here because you have to actually crawl over there, and this is difficult terrain. So you've got half your move speed. Um, so you're, oh. just because it's so squished, um, Alan, you're. Oh. I think you're inside the the porthole. Is that right? Because um, you put yes, your head uh, back inside. Okay. Yes, yeah. that's correct. And then I was going to say, so at, what Alan's going to do yeah. is move uh, into whatever position he can be to where he can have line of sight to pull out his rifle of ice knife. Okay. And, and uh, uh, you know, roll either investigation or perception to try to locate the shadow creature and fire. Okay. Um so Alan's going to kind of move out onto the stabilizing fin there, and he's going to try and locate the, the, the shadow creature. He's going to get his, his rifle out um, mm. in the process of crawling out there. Alan, what's your AC? AC 17. 17. That, that's a three, right? No. <laughs> no, it's not. That's a 19 on a die. Okay. That's we not. can try. We can hope. That's not that's not great for you. Um, not gonna lie, not great for you. Um, Alan, the dagger, zoom, the second one flies towards you, and as you're kind of getting into position, it sinks into your shoulder. Ouch! Uh, it deals Ouch. 13 points of piercing damage. And we haven't had time to rest since the last uh, thing, no. have we? No, okay. I don't think you have. 13 right. points of piercing damage. And it also deals. Do you want the average or do you want me to roll? The next one, the average is high. Uh, roll then. Uh, there's okay. a chance that Alan might pass out on the stabilizing fin. Oh, that's not good. No. Wow, that, that was not the twist that I was expecting from this scene. Well, oof. Okay. We haven't had time to rest. <laughs> um. 25 necrotic damage. Yeah, Alan passes out on the uh, on the fin of the... Oof. Uh, Alan? Okay, let's do... Um, let's have... What I'm trying to figure out is... So this is a, um, a legendary action combined with an opportunity attack, basically. So what I'm trying to figure out is whether you were out on the fin when it hit you, in which case Alan's probably going to fall, or whether you're still halfway in the porthole and he hit you as you were climbing because that was your move and he's hitting you during your move. And I don't know the best way to decide. Um, what's more interesting, dice. It's more interesting <laughs> for the story if Alan stays on the ship and passes out, I feel like. Yes, that, guys that's correct. Yeah, yeah. If Alan, <laughs> so Alan's unceremonious Alan death, like permadeath being flopping off the stabilizing off of we could the... flip a coin. Oh, we could flip uh, a coin. That's real. That's some two-face. Uh, uh, 
I was going to say, Josh, if you're feeling benevolent enough to not have us roll anything or flip a coin to see if Alan unceremoniously falls off of the ship after a daring escape, then I'm totally fine with not risking that. <laughs> okay, here's what we'll do instead. Um, Alan's going to roll a dexterity save. Okay. Either way, he's going to stay on the ship. Um, this is going to decide if when he gets hit and passes unconscious, if in the fall he hits himself in such a way that he suffers his first death save failure. Oh, okay. Uh, this is a straight die roll because Alan has a plus zero to all dexterity saves and rolls. All right. So, the DC is 13. I'm just leaving. It I got there. a 12. Ah, uh, Alan suffers uh. his first failed death save. Don't tell us about the others. Um, okay. we'll, we'll find out when Fox gets to him basically. Uh, so Fox, it is your turn in the combat initiative order now. All right. Um, and you don't, as far as we know, you don't know that Alan's unconscious. Right. Um, in that case, uh, I'm going to basically use my entire move to get over here using my, like, you know, dash and uh, my bonus action dash. Great. To get over here. Um, where? If I use my bonus action to dash. Yeah, over to where? Uh, oh, sorry. Um, over to the place I was originally trying to head to, which is the forward right stabilizer. Okay. Um, I'm basically trying to get to the stabilizer the shadow creature we think is at, and I want to make sure to just hold that port call us close. Okay. So it can't get in. Great. So you're basically, are you going to try and wedge something in there or use your own arm strength to hold it shut? I'm, I'm wedging my prosthetic limb. Oh, okay. In, in a fashion that just makes it, like I'm digging the blade into the hull. So are you disconnecting the leg from you? No. Okay, got I'm, it. I'm just staying there. Just kind of bracing there, but using the metal leg to reinforce it. Right. Awesome. Go ahead and roll a slate of hand check with... Yeah, that's fine. Just roll slate of hand. Just a slate of hand? Slate of yep. foot. I was trying to decide uh, if it should be your strength modifier instead of your dex mod, but I think that penalizes you. So because this is you being clever and using the right tool, we're just going to use the one that doesn't penalize you. That's what okay. the pause was. This will be. I appreciate that. Uh, that's a 27. 27. Okay. The DC to open that, that portal is a 27, um, which uh, brings us to, it would be Jeb's turn, but he hasn't entered initiative at the moment. Um, Alan's head kind of sticking out the, the side of the, the craft, you know, the wind rushing over his, his hair blowing, uh, you know, kind of, kind of unconsciously as his head kind of lulls around out there, kind of bouncing off the, the uh, stabilizer. And that brings us to the shadow creatures turn. Um, the shadow creature is somewhere on the map, uh, and it is going to make some kind of movement, uh, move action with its turn. Uh, okay. And it has Sounds sus. Yep, it has done that thing and it's going to attack Owlin uh with another uh shadow dagger. Um here's, Oh, I should Owlin's roll that. prone. Okay, so well, I didn't roll it on screen, but this is a miss. So I'm going to keep the one okay. that I rolled off screen. I I just forgot. Sorry, it was a habit. Um but it was a 2 on the die. So it attacks Owlin, but with a total of 9, I'm assuming that doesn't hit you, right? 
No. Okay. So it attacks Alan, but it misses. Now that Alan is unpredictably flopping around, it's much harder to <laughs> aim a dagger at him than when he was predictably climbing out onto the stabilizer. <laughs> so He's like that, one of those inflatable uh, car lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so this this dagger um, oh, flies sorry. flies randomly, um, and I. Th- think that's yep that's the end of its turn uh which is going to bring us for the moment back to the top of initiative order which is Allen. so he's going to roll a save and not tell us what he rolled on it okay it is done okay and then that brings uh, us to fox's turn in the initiative order uh, Allen, Allen, you got it um all right fox is going to curse under his breath um thinks about it looks down at where he jammed his leg and he's just like all right i'm already crawling i don't really need the leg so he just starts crawling without the leg he leaves the leg uh jammed into the wood as is and just starts crawling to alan as quickly as he can um i'm assuming since it's already difficult terrain does the fact that he's missing the leg really change his movement no it's not all right then using one of his actions and a bonus action. Okay. I think I should be able to get to at least here, right? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, which is 45 feet. Sorry. You cover. If you can cover 45 feet to get to Alan. Then... Yes. Okay. Great. So you kind of shimmy um, up the underbelly. You've left the I forward get to stabilizer. Alan. You're shimmying to the rear, uh, the aft stabilizer, if you will, I'm trying to get to where Alan is passed out. And so you get there, and Alan appears to be like sticking his head out the window, like kind of looking for something. You know, his head is kind of looking all around, um, but he's not responsive <laughs> when you talk to him. <laughs> Alan, he's just looking all around. <laughs> I'm gonna all pull around. him, pull him in, and shut the hatch behind him. Okay, you pull him in and shut the hatch behind him. Um, because it was a... Oh, wait, you have a bonus action dash. Never mind. Go ahead and do your turn. Yeah. Uh, so that, that my, my action is going to just be pulling him in and shutting that door. Okay, roll a strength check to pull Alan in. Yeah. It's uh, not like you have any leverage. I yeah, have no. written down that Alan is 300 pounds. All <laughs> muscle, so. That's a hard strength check. I don't think a 10 does that. No. So you try to pull him in, but out like dead weight, Alan, very difficult to move. Uh, yep. So you try, but you can't get him in through the porthole. Um, okay. And that uses up my action? Uh, yes, yeah. that would be your action. All right. Then, yeah, I'm, I'm, out, of, I'm out of stuff. Okay. Uh, you are out of stuff. Um, as you're trying to pull Owlin in, you hear from outside like a weird kind of hissing noise. <laughs> and the shadow creature is going to um, attack Owlin again. Leave Owlin alone! Oh, wait. I didn't look at that roll. I forgot that I, I'm supposed to be rolling on screen. Um, the Where's my macro for rolling on screen? There we go. <clears throat> How long have we even been doing it this? Should, it should oh, be a, a no. disadvantage. If it's a thrown dagger, right? Because Alan's, yeah, Alan's prone? Question mark? But maybe Alan being unconscious give it advantage? So wouldn't those cancel uh, just oh, make a normal roll? Pretty sure it does. Is he within five feet? Is he within five feet? Uh, he's not within five feet, but he is close. I don't know. DM ruling on that. You yeah. you you decide. I'm gonna cancel know. him out for now and call it nothing. But I'll look into that rule afterwards because I don't want to I don't want to screw it up in the future. Um, 
What did you roll? That, I can't see. That rolls in that 20. Oh. Um, oh. That's two deaths. It didn't matter. Right? And that 20. That is. That's that's two fails. And Alan already had one fail. I mean, I don't want to oh, say what no. happened. Uh, a dagger slams into Alan as Fox is trying to pull him in through the porthole. Um, and the, you know, the Alan just, like, he's already kind of still and unconscious, but it feels like Alan is fading. Uh, I guess it's not my turn yet, right? It is. There's, I mean, oh, there's it is? only okay. you, Alan, and the creature in initiative order, and the creature, you don't see it, so you don't know about its movement. Okay, okay. If its turn is done, I'm going to go ahead, um, and I have no idea what's going on, so I'm just going to cast Cure Wounds, um, on Alan, which is, uh, 1d8 plus 4. Cure Wounds does nothing at this point. Yeah, I know. I don't know that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You cast cure wounds and nothing happens. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send a message straight up, um, aiming for Jeb. Um, I uh, Alan's something's wrong. Alan's down. We need medical attention. Send Jeb is next send Riley. In order anyway, so. Go ahead, Jeb, and do what you need. Um, as soon as that message comes through, Jeb just like freezes in like a bit of a, a panic. Um, in my in my walking of the ship, did I see Riley anywhere? Uh, yes, Riley is in the crew bunk rooms, taking a nap. Um, I am going to bash the door in. Okay, so you rush up to the, the bunk rooms. And I'm just going to grab Riley by the collar and say, something's wrong with Owlin. We got to go. And then I'm going to message. Uh, did, <laughs> Fox didn't say where he was, did he? No, he did not. I have like no idea where Fox is. Uh, <laughs> wow. Oh well, I guess you knew um, they were going to the underbelly in the beginning of the session. That's right. the That's last fair. place you knew Fox was going. And I didn't, and I haven't seen them up here. Right. Okay, so um, I'm gonna magic tunnel. Use my last fourth level spell slot and pop a magic tunnel. And Riley is Jeb's size or smaller, so he can take her with him. Okay. And grab he just like grabs Riley and says, We need medical attention. I just like pulls her. I like boom, to picture through Riley the tunnel. Like still in her jammies, like laying in bed, uh -huh. still in a laying in bed position as you appear in the underbelly. Like what, what's going what's going on? Riley oh. thunk your head lands on the wooden uh the, the wooden underbelly, you know, on the on the, oh. the base. Maybe um, then you try I to sit went... up and smack your head on the top of the underbelly. <laughs> What what's going on? I don't know. Fox, where are you? Oh, he's over there. Over here. Um, uh, we got we some movement, so I'm going to yoink <laughs> Riley and uh, run over to Fox. Sure. Okay. Um, if Riley's still able to to make actions, uh, Riley's going to go ahead and try asking. Like, what what? Is, is Alan okay? Does he need healing? No! Do something! I, he, the healing's not Here's working! Here's your thing! 
Uh, all right, all right. I'm just trying to figure out what what, what spell to use. And she's gonna cast um, revivify. And uh, I think that should work. Revivify works quickly. on a creature who died within the last minute. So um, I'm almost certain that you made this. Roll yes. a. It's only been like two rounds. Yeah. Roll yep. a roll a dexterity save for um, Jeb with triple advantage, um, based on the fact that he ran and used magic tunnel trying to get her there in time. But technically, Jeb is a small creature right across a huge ship. Um, so I just want to make sure that there wasn't some kind of awful something that happened. Um, and what am I rolling? You're rolling a dexterity save with triple advantage. So roll three times and take the the greater of the rolls. Oh, advantage. I yes. thought you said disadvantage. I was like, damn, you hate us. Why do you hate us all of a sudden? <laughs> no, the the odds are um, greatly in your favor, but there is a yeah, chance. Yeah, no, 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 you're good, you're good. I just heard it the other way. Uh, I rolled a 19 for a total of 20. Oh, yeah easy so you make it well within the minute it's probably been like 30 seconds long enough for fox to panic but not long enough to invalidate the you know the, the spell you cast revivify and it takes effect which i believe wakes alan up with one hit point is that right correct yeah yes. that's correct um, yeah uh, alan, you are you are very very sore like near your collarbone where the dagger hit you you know but you don't there's no dagger there's no pierce wound or anything like that you're back ah uh, uh mm. If I recall correctly, Alan's still head poking out the porthole. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, Fox we never got it. to move him. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Wake up, your head is still on the stabilizing fin. As just... far <laughs> as far as Alan knows, he just had like a weird like uh like blackout that he doesn't know how to explain, and he just pulls up his rifle of ice <laughs> knife, like still scanning for the shadow creature great so alan like his waist is is where the line is right so his arms yeah. and his torso are outside the hole and he's got the rifle out there he just picks up his rifle and keeps yeah. going um oh, that was strange alan you are looking straight up at a shadow creature um it oh, is it's, hanging oh, it's, off it's the hole it's hanging off the hull. Oh. Basically, it's doing the Spider-Man thing where one hand is pushing off the thruster and one hand is pushing off the wooden hull. And it's oh, doing geez. the same thing with its feet. So when it attacks, it takes its hands off, holds itself with its feet, and it is throwing the daggers down towards you. Um, okay. Uh, uh, whose turn is it? Can uh, I fire at him? Uh, no, so it's going to be... That okay. puts us at... who went? So Fox went, Jeb went. We'll enter Riley into initiative right before the shadow creature then because the shadow creature would be next. So Alan's going to go ahead. Alan's going to call out. Uh, it's it's between the thruster and the hole, and Alan's going to kind of like uh like you know move his head to kind of like call that to where he thinks you know it's like oh yeah Fox is going towards the other side, and then realizes Fox isn't there, and then will like turn his head and realize that there's a whole <laughs> gaggle of people behind him. Yeah. Uh, one of uh, them but, is holding a hand on your shin or whatever, like you know to, to use the touch spell. Um, uh, what, what? Why? How? Uh, it's it's right there. It's right outside. As you watch, um, the shadow creature phases through the wall of the ship. Um, it seems to have almost become like, uh, like, like immaterial or incorporeal, and it just fades through the wall of the ship where it's pressing off the thruster and disappears into the body of the ship. It seems to have wanted to leave combat with you, and this will exit or this will end initiative. Can we? Can I tell what level it would have entered into? 
yes, you're pretty sure it would have entered onto the uh, level above the underbelly. So like where the bunk rooms are. It's it's faded into it's it's somehow phased into the hole. It's 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 in the it's it's probably in in the quarters in in the cruise quarters. Dang it! Uh, I was just up there. Uh, okay. Um, are you okay, Alan? Alan will like try to like uh step back into the ship and like stumble and fall and yeah, uh, shimmy uh, back uh, in. You're kind of like laying down, you know, because it's yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. And and I I, I bet that I shimmy don't. hurts. I bet that I don't. I I ow I. I, 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 I I don't know what happened. I felt like I blacked out. Well, okay. Alan, you were unresponsive and healing wasn't working. And I just had to cast Revivify and now you're moving. Oh, uh, oh, oh my. Um, Alan will kind of like take stock of his extremities and kind of, and realize that he, he feels like he's hurting really, really bad. Um, I think the adrenaline from the escape kind of kept him from realizing that he needed healing earlier. Yeah. Um, I, yes, I, I, I'm quite faint actually. Um, um, I'm going to go ahead as Riley, uh, cast cure wounds on, uh, our man here. Sure. Uh, Alan, what is your maximum hit points? 95. Okay. Damn. And I'm at one. Okay. Um, good to know. <laughs> uh, i'm gonna upcast that uh <laughs> just uh, i have a hunch <laughs> need to do that 95 riley touches his bicep to heal him and it's just like oh oh yeah that that needs more <laughs> oh yeah uh so upcast that uh to a level three spell i think that's uh then 3d8 okay um do you want me to roll that or do you want to roll that you can roll that okay uh, 3d8 plus 4. 22 DM in this case. I'm the DM. Um, if Would Jeb know, having been in uh, the room when he was checking, like getting Riley out of there and checking through the rooms, do those rooms have windows? They do not. Dang it. Because they're in the pressurized part of the ship. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go get my leg back. <laughs> uh, yes, we need to get to the quarters immediately. Uh, we cut from here back to the storage area where Clara and FP62 are digging through other storage things, seeing what else they can find. Uh, go ahead and roll me another investigation. We'll pick one of you this oh. time. You can one of you can roll with advantage because the other one's helping. I'll I'll roll it. Okay. That's a one and a six, but with reliable talent, that gives him a nineteen. Nineteen. Nineteen's nice. uh, pretty good. Um, you find, minimum nineteen. Um, let me. Sure, I get the colors right here. Yeah, so you find smooth jazz apparently. Yeah, is what I find. That's here. the the laid back like vibes up here as yeah. you're like digging through the room. Uh, you find a cloak of plush, deep maroon fabric, like a dark maroon, um, that has an amulet of some kind as the clasp. Uh, you're pretty confident it's magical in some way. Um, you find. I put it on. 
You put is it this on. me, Clara? Is this me, Clara? <laughs> no, it looks really good with your tattoo of fancy clothes under your normal clothes. It begins I mean, billowing gently as if in a dramatic breeze. I feel the urge to strike a pose, and I strike a pose. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It is a cloak of billowing. That makes your legs look... Mm. <laughs> I do not know what mm means, but I suppose that it is similar to aha, not aha. Oh, he's a quick learner, this one. Look at him go. The nose knows. <laughs> you also find a mostly emptied jewelry box. Um, or it not emptied, but like it's you know banged against something and most of the jewelry has fallen out and broken. But the jewelry that you find inside, uh, you find three little charms inside that look like snowballs. Interesting. Are these food? <laughs> Let me give them the old sniff test. DM, they are not food, correct? Uh, why don't you roll an investigation with advantage because you're a baker? because you're used to eating inedible objects. <laughs> um, that is a I could try 20. tasting it, no, in addition but I don't to think the, I would tell. In addition to the fact that they are clearly not food, they are in a jewelry box, uh, and you are therefore confident that they are definitely <laughs> not food. Um, they probably are some kind of magical charm. They are not food, but they do look like they could be a part of my new hoard. So I'll take those, you know, I'll take good <laughs> care of those. Well, I will make sure to catalog these with the rest of the belongings of Four Guys Adventures and Vibes. Do we got anybody around here who's good with, like, figuring out what a who's a what's it would do? Uh, I believe Laredith would be a, the perfect person to ask. That sounds like a person's name. <laughs> it is indeed can you like introduce me to these people at I some point love that, Clara. <laughs> we can certainly do that uh, we cut back down to the tense situation in the underbelly <laughs> uh, we, we, we need to we oh, need okay. to go now uh, can somebody help me with my leg I, I'm having Fox, trouble pulling it out Fox, roll strength to unwedge your leg the oh DC the 27, 27. <laughs> oh no <laughs> Is Fox uh, capable of succeeding without a nat 20? Uh, no. Not at all. <laughs> While he's uh, doing Alan, this. Alan isn't either. Alan would be one short. Uh, I... I, I <laughs> Alright, guys. I might I might be here a while. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take 20. Oh, removing my leg. <laughs> sure. I mean, you could roll for it. Uh, I did. I rolled a 19. <laughs> <laughs> that is a critical success when near Jebediah Peppermint's How rod of luck. How close does have to be for that? 30 feet. Oh, okay. Um, nice. Good to know. Uh, so there you go. Yep, you did get so it. So there you go. Oh. You successfully on what you're like, this is going to take a dunk, and you pull it off the wall. How lucky. Uh, uh, Jeb, Jeb winks at you. I got never you. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> reattach it. Okay. Uh, you guys go ahead. I'll be, I'll be right there. This, uh, this just takes like 30 seconds. I say, yeah, Alan's going to, Alan has a 40 foot move speed. So that's, I guess, 40 when dashing in yeah. this difficult terrain. As he's shimmying as fast as he can, inching oh, on oh, his oh, shoulders. Oh, 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 be careful. The blade's still out. <laughs> uh, and so Alan is just going to try to get to the quarters as fast as he can. Okay, great. This is not difficult terrain for Jeb because he is two and a half feet tall. 
what is, or shins rather. What is Riley's reaction as Riley is summoned from bed, revives someone, and then left behind as they all are <laughs> like, we gotta go fight the thing, and they all like rush off. Wait. <laughs> okay. There's a monster. The thing and, and that tries to kill people. It's she's down already here somewhere. on the way. She's already Don't on die. the way. She's just like, I give up. Uh, great. So you begin rushing uh, up towards the bunk rooms. So um, leaving through here, you're going to the crew access. Wait. Uh, yes. Riley's looking at them strangely and is instead going up this way. That's what I was wondering about. Uh, what does that way mean? Why don't you, uh, why don't you use uh, the words? Going the way... Um, listen, I'm illiterate. All right? Sometimes I don't know my articles. You're using a visual reference. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a hatch on that side? Yes. Yes. Uh, so there's a hatch at the oh. back of the ship where we all just were. Where well, Alan, Alan was removed. Alan knew that and he uh, went that way. <laughs> <laughs> there is a hatch leading from the underbelly to the main stairwell. There's some the retconning the happening at the Alan, main stairwell. Alan knew that and went that way. Yeah, okay. and Alan well, knew all about it and went that way. Yeah. Jeb ran towards the front of the ship because he's there with uh, with Fox. He's going to hang with him until he gets his leg back on. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, thanks, Jeb. Yeah. Jeb and Fox are staying down there uh, Here, just getting hold the, the leg reattached. Um, Alan and doing it wrong. Riley turn it counterclockwise. They, they no, kind of no, you know no. pop shoulders first, hop out of the hatch, and now you can stand again and move freely. Um, in the I mean, it's not spacious, but it's tall enough that you can walk. Um, in the uh, second below decks, this is the deck where the aft storage area has been turned into a workshop by Laredith, but you don't go that direction, you go the other direction towards the main bunk rooms where the like the guests of the luxury cruise ship that you've taken over would be would be sleeping um there are eight cabins each of them has a uh, bunk bed in it so it sleeps two um there are four on your left and four on your right basically in a hallway that dead ends in a wall at the end and the hallway is well lit by ciphers but the bunk rooms themselves have no light in them um by alan's best guess of where he saw the shadow creature fade in what 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 would be his best guess for room? What uh, room? Roll an Arcana check. Okay. That's a 14 on the die plus four. That's an 18. Okay. Uh, third room on the right, I'm going to roll a tension die to see if the shadow creature has a chance to um, move before you get there. But you are confident in your estimate of where it, okay. where it was. Alan is going to... Alan still has light casted on his scimitar of speed. Okay, and he's great. going to open the door and go one space in with sure. that. Um, Alan's going to bust into the room, which is going to um, trigger the delayed action that the creature was basically waiting to be attacked, but then it will be Alan's turn in initiative, so it won't get a full turn. Um, but Alan's the, so dumb in this scenario. I don't know why he jumped in there. That's, I don't know why he did that either, but yeah. he totally did it. Um, Alan jumps into the room, and uh, Alan gets hit. He has, he has light cast on his weapon. I'm going to keep saying yep, that he's in got case light that cast becomes relevant. There is no teleporting <laughs> happening. There, there's okay. no noping out of this room. Uh, Alan right. has cast light on his weapon, and therefore yep. the shadow creature cannot <laughs> teleport. Uh, just in case anyone was curious about that. That's yep. what happens when Alan casts a is light. Is there light on, on your scimitar? Weapon. Yeah, he's cast yeah. light on his oh. scimitar, actually. The scimitar. Is scimitar. there a light in that room? The scimitar of light. That should, that should prevent any sort of teleportation. Yeah, it that's will, good. actually. That's, that's pretty much what it takes for reminding me about that wash i had almost forgotten yeah 
Um, Appreciate it. I'm here for you. Uh, Alan, oh. make a charisma save at disadvantage. Charisma? Yes. Yeah, you got you to say a uh, well, badass on one-liner, and if you on don't, the first, then you're getting hit. On the first roll, I got the worst thing you can roll, so that is a nat one. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, Alan busts into the room. Riley, you see Alan leap into the room, jump out of sight Alan? of the door. You hear the sound of some fighting, and then the shadow creature jumps back out and is now standing in the doorway. Alan, you have been hit by the spell Seeming. The, the shadow creature has disguised your appearance to make you look like a shadow creature. The spell lasts eight hours, and you are unable oh, to dispel it because you failed your save. Um, the only way the spell will fail is um, if you were... No, wait, even being hit? I think it lasts through being hit, too. Um, yes, a creature has to willingly disbelieve the spell. Like, they have to have seen evidence and attempt to disbelieve for the, the illusion to fail. Um, it will um, survive even, like, physical contact. So, before i do riley's action which will be to eldritch blast the thing in front of her okay well it's alan's um, turn um oh okay you know what Never no mind. you're right we're still in the the first little surprise area here so yes it, riley will have a turn to react and then we'll enter like full initiative order wait alan is going to burn a rage to take a turn during the surprise round even though he was the one surprised because he has feral instinct look at him go mm. okay Ooh. um so alan will then does Alan know that this happened to him, or is he completely unaware that he looks like a shadow creature? No, he okay. would have to see himself in a mirror or something to know. Okay. Um, in that case, Alan is just going to... I guess he's going to burn two rages this turn. Okay. Um, but he is going to then rage and go back in and uh, double, double scimitar the shadow creature. Sweet. Um, go ahead and roll to hit. Okay. You get some lightning bolt arc damage too, don't you? Yes, that's correct. Uh, the sea, first thing is the sea storm aura. The shadow creature has to make a DC 15 dexterity save. It's rolling. It's rolling, rolling, rolling. That's a 15 on the die plus its dex. Yeah. 18. So it's, it, it succeeds. So it takes only two lightning damage. Okay. Um, um and then the first attack is a nat 20 with the okay. scimitar speed. The second is a 21. Um, so I assume both, both of those of, hit, and obviously yep, the nat both, 20 is double. Okay. Um, the It's an angry Alan now. Yep. Uh, the nat 21, I'll just do total damage. Five okay. plus six plus five is 16 plus 5 is 21 plus 10 is 31. Nice. So, 31 damage. 31 on, points of damage. Uh, wait, plus rage damage, I'm sorry. Uh, is plus 4. 35 total. 35 damage. On Great. The, yes. Uh, you deal 35. So you hit it good. You slash it two, good. Two slices. Um, and as you finish your slices, you realize that you appear to be slicing Owlin. Um, and so oh. you are now at least aware. Owlin is slicing Owlin? Yeah, like an illusion spell oh. has been cast. Um, oh. So that's the, the circumstance that you see. Riley, you also watch as the shadow creature hits Owlin 
real hard with something. Can I see the full, like... You can't see Owlin around the turn, but you see the Shadow okay. Creature attacking, and you saw the little lightning splurge from when Owlin raged, so you're confident he's in there. Can I uh, roll perception to see a chance at what the Shadow Creature in front of me is wielding, or will it show as the Shadow Creature's weapons? Uh, it looks like the Shadow Creature's weapons. Okay. So the illusion is full and complete, basically. Hmm. Sure. All right. In that case, um, I'm Eldritch blasting does, the thing in front of me. the shadow creature have the ethereal wings from Alan's Raging? Window? No, it does not. Okay. Uh, doop, 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 doop. I believe that's a... I don't use spells quite often enough, do I? That's a that's a save, right? For what? person? No, Eldritch, Eldritch blast. blast is an attack roll. It's an attack for you. Okay. Yep. I have an AC of 17. Uh, I rolled 16 on the die plus eight. Okay, that hits. <laughs> um, now let me see what the the, the damage we're to, looking at. Do you roll multiple? Because you have, I think, at your level, you should have multiple. I, I'm not helping my case. You should have multiple darts. <laughs> <laughs> multiple eldritch blasts that you Listen. can do in one turn. I was trying to buy myself some time to pull it up, so that way I knew what I was talking about. And and you're just you're not helping your case. Here. I've played so much Baldur's Gate that uh, <laughs> I have Eldritch Blast memorized. What level are you, Cleo? <laughs> do, do, do. Going back Cleo, to that. What, what level are you? I have the spell. I'll tell you how many you have. Okay. Uh, level three warlock. Okay. Um, it's. I think it's only one. It's I think that's one. only one. It's level one. One. Yep. Level one beam, 1d10 force damage. That's what okay. you're rolling for your, your hit on Alan. And that is uh, eight. Eight. Uh, Alan takes eight okay. points of force damage. Um, uh, Alan is going to, in surprise, look back at Riley and kind of, I think, if he looks at his hands, will he see that he's... Uh, Yes. Shadow creature looking looking yep. guy. He will. Uh, and it is Alan's, Alan's at the top of initiative, so it's Alan's turn. Okay, Alan's gonna try to like wave his his hand in scimitar and be like, It's me, it's it's Alan, it's some sort of illusion. Um, what, does, what does Riley see? To talk, you hear the shadow creature shriek at you. Um, and you see it waving <laughs> its its shadow knives. <laughs> me and Alan, we need backup! It's it's yelling at me! Okay, well, Alan is still going to, uh, well, okay, what can Alan do? Uh, oh, okay, this may provoke, an, like, I don't know if this will pro provoke an attack. Alan is going to take out his Artificer's Kit and take a turn to, um, to, uh, using, uh, one of his Tinker Toys, use his Artificer Magic, to uh, make it display, like, let's say it's a um, like a like a cube kind of constructed out of Tinker Toys, like kind of you know metal Tinker sure. Toys, um, and he can use his artificer magic magic for it to display a written message in common okay. on it, and he is going to like not attack the shadow creature this turn, but instead pull that out and have it display a written message. How many characters can it be? I'm trying to twenty five. It can be up to 25 words. It's just going to be one sentence that's going to say, or it's, it's just going to say, um, shadow creature cast an illusion. I am Alan. Alan is, Alan 
<laughs> I am Alan. Alan is Shadow. And then, okay. And, and uh, like, basically, like, hold it like he looks like a shadow creature, okay. but so, he's just, like, holding it towards yeah. Riley. Like, this, so, is, this is the truth. That we are going to provoke an opportunity attack here. Yeah. So it's going to roll an attack at you. And I guess because you're engaged in combat, it's going to roll it at advantage. Those are D6s. And this uh, ends Alan's rage, sadly, when he does this, because he can't okay. use artificer magic while raging. But unless he takes damage, uh, no, uh, no, Alan has to willingly end his rage to do artificer magic. He can't do both. Oh, at the same that's time. right, that's right, that's right. That is a twelve to hit. Does that hit Alan? Misses. Misses. Uh, Alan sits down, and the shadow creature is so confused that it attacks <laughs> and like does not hit. Um, Riley, you see the scimitar of speed flash over the shadow creature's head. And then you see the shadow creature hold up a thing that says, I'm Owlin. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's like a, you know, uh, what are those like tinker toys? But then it's like, you know, in a cube with like a holographic, you know, magical text in front of it. Like, here what? you go. And we put, uh, we put Riley, I believe, before the shadow creature in turn order. So it's Riley's turn and then the shadow creature will be on deck. All right. Uh, is it a, a free action or a bonus action to roll to disbelieve? Um, yes, it's a... Let me pull up the spell. I think it's a bonus action. Okay. A creature can use its action to inspect a target and make an intelligence oh, investigation Jeez. check um, against the spell save DC. So it has to be investigation. Yep, intelligence-based investigation, which I think that's the normal one. I don't know why. Yes, it is. Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, so yeah, it's investigation. All right. Uh... Does, 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 uh, does Riley get any advantage because of my message cube? No, the message cube is what gave Riley the what ability inspired to make, it. The, Dang it. Yeah, to make the check. <laughs> Seeming is a fifth level spell. He gets trying to write messages at me! And I'm going <laughs> to bridge blast again. It's oh, trying to get no. in my head. It's going to convince me can, it's can, We're hearing Eldritch Blasts. Can can the, the folks on the right side of the ship here like start hearing and, and entering the room? Um... So there's not a way through there. Like the engineering oh. and, and four storage areas are sectioned off. It's kind of like a um, two segments of the ship. You have to go up and across or down through the underbelly. But I will say probably Bruiser, Randy, and B Street can hear the sounds of, of this battle happening. Too, right? And so Fox and Jeb shot up the ladder, like <laughs> probably. Yeah. So they're probably passing by as Bruiser hears this. Um, so Bruiser, if you want, you can maybe run in and tell the people in four storage yep. they can start making their way over there. Um, uh, yeah, Bruiser will just yell to everyone in the vicinity. Uh, I think they found it in the bunk area and Bruiser's gonna sprint to the ladder and okay. try and rush over as quickly as possible. Great. Five damage. Just give it three rounds rather than trying to calculate the up and across and down. So in three rounds, those of you who are who are not there, Bruiser, Clara, Jeb, um, and Fox will all arrive at the, at the scene of this fight. Um, um, Riley, go ahead. Five damage for Eldritch Blast. All right, Alan takes five points of force damage. Okay. Uh, Alan, why don't you just hit it? It's sitting on the ground. Um, and uh, Alan doesn't answer, um, but you know he's going to—he's definitely going to attack it again. Um, and it is Alan's turn now. Alan's going to. But it's the—you know—yeah. Yeah, it's it's the yeah. shadow creature as Alan. The shadow yeah. creature as Alan's turn. Understandable. Um. It's going to use 
feel like this is like it's gonna attack the it's just gonna track. attack you with its um with it with its shadow dagger that's still a d6 uh <laughs> it's gonna roll to hit you I, I feel like this is a soundtrack to like a John Wick scene. It's a natural twenty. Well, um, of course that hits. Alan's attack. probably gonna. Yeah. Alan slash shadow creature is probably gonna go down after that hit. Uh, you take thirteen plus nine, so thirteen piercing, which I think is halved, right? Because you're raging. No, you're not raging anymore. No, I'm not anymore. That's okay. already an immediate down. Yeah. So okay, well let's make sure it's not double your HP. So you take twenty six plus nineteen times two. Nineteen times two is uh, thirty eight. Thirty eight. I think. Thirty eight. So thirty eight plus what? Twenty eight. Twenty five. Uh, twenty six oh, plus thirty eight. Okay, that's not double. There's okay. there's no way Great. that's double. So you're not so. you're not dead. You're just you're just down. Yeah. Um, you're yeah. down. You have not taken any death saves yet, um, and we'll we'll begin rolling them. So the but when you go down, the illusion is broken. Um, oh, okay. The illusion breaks because there's not a U to to illusory illusion. Um, so Alan Good job, down, Alan. And yeah, wait a so minute. You see, yeah, so you see that, <laughs> and then you kind of blink, and it's it's not Alan anymore. Um, the creature has a multi-attack and hasn't used all of it, so it's going to just lean from the, you know, it's it's only a 10-foot wide bunk room, so it's just going to lean across to the, the opening, and it's going to attack Riley as well. Um, Riley, you see a, um, a black kind of smoky dagger whoosh towards you. It's going to roll to hit. This one does not have advantage because you're not engaged in combat with anyone else. Um... That's a seven on the die, plus seven to hit is a fourteen. Does a fourteen hit you? No. Okay. Let's go. Um, so that's going to be a miss, Riley. You're so small and like nimble as a little wheatling. You know, you kind of flutter your wings and dodge out of the way as the pieces begin to put themselves together for you. Um, and that's going to end that turn for the okay. shadow creature bring us to the top of initiative order so there are now two rounds remaining before your fellow combatants will enter the fight it's um, just me and the shadow creature now yep, right just riley and the shadow creature now so and riley, alan rolling death saves but... yeah and alan's death save yeah. so alan roll a death save riley go ahead yep, and take done. a turn um all right i've had enough of this and she's gonna cast hold person on the shadow creature okay I believe that has to beat a spell save DC of 16. What's the ability score that's relevant here? Wisdom. Uh, wisdom. I think that's a five on the deck. Yeah. Wisdom. Yeah. Wisdom. Okay. Uh, that's a seven. <laughs> okay. Um, now that I'm concentrating on hold person, uh, I'm. <sighs> I'm just gonna stay. I'm just gonna hold person and okay. wait for everybody else to get here. Does it get an attempt at the beginning or end of its turn with hold person? Um, at the end of each of its turns. Okay, so it doesn't get to take an action, but it is gonna roll again this round to avoid the like to break right. out of the spell. So here's its roll to break out of the spell. This is another wisdom save. It's still right. not gonna pass. Okay. So, okay, so we enter. There's one more round before your friends arrive. So this round will pass, and the next round will pass with your friends entering initiative. Alan, I hope to God you're not dead again. 
You hear invisible <laughs> die roll and decide that. <laughs> uh, Riley's just going to hold position. Riley um, can cast non-concentration healing spells. That's yes, true. But Riley Riley's a little shaken up. Yeah. Just woke up. <laughs> does not want to risk accidentally unconcentrating and is just staring down this this demon to guarantee that she does not lose concentration. She's a little frazzled, okay? So I'm just going to wait for everybody else to show up. Okay. Um, so that's going to basically just give it another chance to break out in addition yep. to the, the other one. So here's its roll. This is a wisdom save for it to escape. It does not succeed on its wisdom roll to escape again. That's a five total. Um, this is like the best whole person Riley's ever cast. Um, I'm, uh, I'm like, eyes have not moved. I yeah, am like, staring daggers blinking, into it. Like like the, the weeping angels. Like just like don't yes. blink. Um, <laughs> Julia, I would like you to roll. This is on behalf of another character who's not in the scene yet. I would like you to roll a perception check with advantage your modifier is a plus nine and the dc to beat is a 25. modifier was plus nine yes i have a dirty 20. a dirty 20 oh total dirty 20 okay um so that does not pass so that's that's okay it's not gonna pass the vibe check we'll ignore that um that little detail vibe check fail uh, okay, and that brings us to this is the last round before your friends enter initiative. Anyone who's not in initiative order, roll for that character. I think you might all be now, but um, just in case, go ahead and roll for that character. And um, Riley, this is your turn again. And Alan, roll another death save. Yep, I already did. Uh, Riley's just gonna like move slowly towards Alan and and put a hand on him. Okay. And cast uh, Spare the Dying just to make sure. I don't even know if that works if he's not dead, yeah, let but me, she's going to cast here. it anyway. So, it's a um, cantrip, so. As long as you are alive, you become stable and stop rolling death saves, Alan. But we still, yep. because okay. of the concentration on the spell, I still don't want to know. We'll find out when someone yep. takes the time to examine you. Um, but you are stable at zero hit points. Um, if if that applies never lost eye contact with this demon yep uh never lost eye contact the demon staring back at you you know it's been like 18 seconds now it's a very tense 18 seconds as the demon is staring and on this round you see your spell fizzle and break loose just as your friends burst through the door at the end of the hallway looks like led by bruiser in the front Let's check on everyone's initiative. I've got Bruiser in initiative order already. Who else is joining us? I know Jeb is coming. We've got Jeb's and initiative. Fox. We've got Fox. Is anyone else joining us? Is Clara coming? Yes. Okay, so Clara's also coming over here. Uh, we've got Clara if, in initiative order. If Clara went, then FP62 would have gone as well. Okay. Um, but he'll probably hang in the back. Okay, we'll just enter him at the bottom of initiative order for the sake of simplicity. Well, he rolled a 12 if you want it. That's fine. Your call. That puts him and Clara entering together, so that's fine. Um, okay, yeah. so that brings us to the top of initiative order, but we don't want to know about Alan until someone examines him. So Fox is the first one to kick through the door. Leg, blade, positioning. Fox, you have just flown down the spiral staircase 
uh, leading to the the main cabins, and you just kick open the door to the hallway. There are like 20 feet between you and you know three bunk rooms basically between you. Let and me the at him. Fight. You only see Riley. Riley is like eyes watering, concentrating, and you see like whatever you know pressure has just snapped, and Riley's like lost a spell of some kind, but you do not see the shadow creature. He just points at the door, and, <laughs> and Fox is just like nods his head and <laughs> runs right in. Okay, let's go. Fox sprints over there. Owlin is laying on the ground. Uh, Fox looks around immediately. There's uh, the shadow for the perpetrator. Creature. It's not. Okay, it's not, it didn't roll stealth or anything. It only just broke out of its whole person. <laughs> I'm in danger. Uh, Fox <laughs> is gonna go for like a, a, a drop kick. Just like leaving the attacking. momentum. Yeah. Love it. Go ahead and roll your attack. Ooh. Unfortunate. But how unfortunate? We may ask ourselves sometimes mm. as I switch character sheets. Because <laughs> I have too many. Uh, uh, pulls, pulls out a sticky note. me a river. <laughs> 13. <laughs> is that a 13 to uh, hit? 13, yes. A 13 to hit is not enough. Fox leaps in with his drop kick. You know, maybe the blade leg is outstretched, but the shadow creature, having just broken its paralysis, knows it needs to move. And so it just kind of dodges to the side and lets Fox enter the room. Uh, roll a dexterity save to see if you keep your feet. A flying drop kick is not necessarily easy to recover from a miss. You know, that's fair. That's understandable. That is a 14. Uh, 14. Fox, you land on the bed, but you are able to keep your feet. So you like soar into the room. The creature dodges out of the way and you land on, it's like, you know, one of those like camp bunks type things. So you kind of like land in the middle of the bunk bed, you know, but you keep your feet in like a crouch type position and you're just kind of crouched between the two bunk beds, uh, ready to continue in the fight. The next person in initiative order is Jebediah Peppermint. Oh, <clears throat> Jeb is going to run in there. Um, well, not into the room. There's not a lot of room in the room. Yeah, the um, rooms are like can, 10 by 10. Yeah. Um, can he see the shadow creature through the door, like at an angle? Uh, you can see just like the very edge of it, maybe like a little sliver. It's kind of trying to hide behind the wall that has the door, you know, so you can't see it unless you step into the room. It's trying to draw you inside for the fight. All right, he's going to cast Hold Person on it. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's going to roll a wisdom save. And he's going to say to Riley, bet you've never seen magic like this before. Uh, wisdom save DC 16. DC 16. Does anyone know yeah. which of those two dice that are on the, the screen was the new roll and which one was already there? If not, I'm going to clear them and re-roll. I do not know. Okay. I'm sorry. I was not. That's fine. I just didn't want to. One of them succeeded and one of them failed. So I didn't want to give it a success if it should have been a fail. Okay. That is a total of 10. It is held in, per in place again. <laughs> you got it. So, Yo, let's so go. Jed points his blunderbuss, locks the shell in, boom, shoots, and like this little silver lasso, like wraps around it, zoop, cinches it, and it just kind of freezes it's it up. It's Riley's turn. Jeb was just like, "I bet you've never seen magic like this before." Oh, pretty cool, huh? I just did that, and she's just gonna just poke her head around the corner and just <laughs> Eldridge blast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting the right person this time. This teeny little wheatling just uh, like pokes her little head in, you know, her little uh, grassy hair kind of falling off to the side as she leads around the corner like Scooby-Doo style. <laughs> Does an Eldritch Blast. You're, awesome. uh, like, you have advantage on your attack because the creature can't oh. move. True. 
switching back to my other character sheet. <laughs> have All you right. ever heard of our Lord and Savior multiple tabs? I I, I do we have multiple tabs, and they're all the other things. Sticky notes for their character sheet. Remember? <laughs> no, I do not. I have. <laughs> Care. Let's take this moment. One to ability score. Per sticky hit. note. 18 to hit. One ability per sticky note. Is that what you said, Watch? 18 to yeah, hit. Yeah, this, this message brought to you by the paper character sheet gang. <laughs> All right. That, that's four damage. Four damage. You lean around the corner. I just did that. And you attack the shadow creature. You hit it for four points of damage. Um, with an Eldritch Blast, just this like force damage, basically, that slams into it, and it's held in place, so it can't move, so the momentum just kind of like spirals off of it. Fox, you feel like, you know, the wind kind of brushes through your hair as all the force damage ricochets off. Um, and that brings us to the Shadow Creature's turn. It will roll to escape. I have no idea how this will go. Fail, fail, That's fail. a nat one. Uh, it will not get a chance to escape next turn. Um, Let's go. That's how we'll we'll roll that. Um, Jeb's magic is is so strong, uh, which brings us. He like loops the lasso loser. around a couple more times. Like, oh yeah, like he's like, like keeping hose. it going. Shoot, that's shoot, fun. shoot. Yep. Uh, so Bruiser's gonna fly up behind it, and he is going to stab the shadow creature with his rapier. Uh, there is no way to get behind it. Unfortunately, it does have its back to a wall. Oh, well then, in front of it. Okay. Or next to uh, it. So you're flying oh, over advantage. Alan, who is still unconscious on the ground. By the way, Alan, roll another save um, this round. Whether you need one or not, just roll it so we don't know. Um, but uh, you're, yeah, so you're like floating over top of Alan's limp body on the ground as you attack yep. with your rapier. Do I get advantage because of whole person? Uh, you don't, well, I guess you would get advantage for old person. You also get advantage because Fox is within five feet of it. So it's oh, flanked perfect. and held and it's 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 coddled. <laughs> Lots of sneak attack. Uh, does a 23 hit? Yes, a 23 will hit. Okay. We're giving it a hug. <laughs> so it's going to be uh, seven regular damage. And then my sneak attack, I believe, is... Um, 66. Okay. Uh, 20 sneak attack damage. 20 sneak attack damage. Great. Um, and that is his turn. Is he going to stay there? Yep. Okay, so Bruiser is floating over top of Owlin, who is laying <laughs> on the ground. There are, so far, four combatants in this bunk room. Uh, and that brings us an initiative order oh. to FP62. Quick question. Is there anybody else in this bunk room? Not in this one. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure there wasn't somebody like lying in their bed watching that this was all the perception happen. check I had Julia roll. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even remember that. No, it was it was for another bunk room, but there's no one in this bunk room. Okay. Um, go ahead, uh, FP62. Jeb's going to holler out, we need a medic. And FP is going to say, on the way. And he will rush over there to the door and okay. lean over Owlin's body and use a use of his healer's kit um, to patch his wounds. And Owlin, you receive 20 hit points, hopefully. Oh, wow. If, if there's an Owlin to be saved, you get 20 hit points. Owlin will, his eyes will flutter open again. And uh, and look around and say something like, 
ah, this again, and uh, <laughs> try to stand back up. Yes, please, can you stop doing that? You try to that? stand up, but directly over you is Bruiser, like his wings flapping, <laughs> hovering in place. So if you stand up, uh, you like throw him off. You see him like thrusting with the rapier, you know? Uh, 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 a little more room, Bruiser, when you have a chance. <laughs> can FP try to, uh, well, he doesn't have an action. Never mind. he's going to try and pull him out. No worries. Uh, That's FB's turn. Great, and that brings us to Clara's turn. Clara, as you enter the hallway, just to paint the picture for you, uh, it's like a 30-foot-long hallway, and crowded around the third room on the right, uh, Riley and Jeb are in the hallway. Um, right, well, actually, Riley's trying to peek her head through the doorway and like Eldritch Blast, so she's like right at the edge of the door. Jeb is out there holding on to this sort of shimmering silver lasso that's coming out of his blunderbuss. And then FP62 is crouched at the doorway with his uh, his synth synthoid hands on Owlin's shoulders. Owlin is laying on the ground, uh, and like he's got his little medicine kit, his little med kits open next to him. You know, probably some gauze and stuff laying on the ground there. And then inside the door, you can see Bruiser's wings fluttering and like the glint of his rapier. You can hear Fox yelling something from inside and you can maybe see a tiny hint of there being a shadow creature in there, but probably you can't really even see them through this pack of people. I'd like to imagine that that Riley is just like hovering just on, like clutched to Jeb's shoulder, pointing a hand over his shoulder okay, <laughs> to Elder yeah. Blast. <laughs> Get off of me, I'm trying to focus, I'm trying to concentrate. Uh, it smells really stable. difficult. I'm trying you need to, to aim. You need to maintain concentration for this spell to work. You wouldn't I know. understand. I was maintaining I concentration. From from my vantage point, that Alan is like doing really poorly. Uh, yes, because Alan is being tended to by FP62, despite there being a shadow creature to fight. So it is clear that he is not well. Does does he look like he can stand? His eyes are open, but I mean, he can't stand up with Bruiser flying over top of him. Okay. I don't think I can do anything. Y'all are just all up in my way. That um, is correct. We are your quite euphoria packed breath, in. and all of them burst into laughter. <laughs> <laughs> laughter uh, is the best medicine. Mm, that's that's probably, what they say. That's probably my best move. Um, Perhaps you're light, Clara. I, you know, I only get to use uh, it uh, once a day and, you know, it just wore off like 20 minutes ago. Alan, so Alan waves idea. his scimitar from his laying down position. <laughs> I already cast light on this. I keep telling you that. <laughs> I want to cast, I just want to, for the funny, I want to tell you, I wanted to cast suggestion on Alan to get up and go take a nap. Um, <laughs> but in the way. <laughs> um, okay. So. Just take a nap where you are. I already did that for too long. Okay, I think I think Clara is gonna elbow her way in into the room. She's small. Okay. I'm sure she can fit. Sure, she like finds she her fit. way into a corner there. You know what? If you are not holding this thing, like if you are not fighting this thing right now, can you guys drag him out? We there is not enough room in here. Clear the room, babies. This is ridiculous. There is not enough room in here. Um, let me take care of it. And um, <laughs> I am going to use my breath weapon. Clara, the two the two foot tall fairy dragon. Let me take care if of it. Y'all were not in here. I would be ending this right now. But it's big Jeb energy. <laughs> big Jeb energy. <laughs> we're big on the inside, baby. The nose knows. The nose knows. The nose always knows. All right.
Um, so she is going to breathe onto the face of the shadow creature with Tasha's hideous laughter. Okay. Let me look up what my joke of the day is. <laughs> All right, honey. What do you call it when a cow turns into a dragon? Now that's legendary. <laughs> that is a DC 18 uh, wisdom save. I just think that's a good pun. Uh, DC Thanks, 18 wisdom save. Good is certainly a word. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm doing more out here than you are, baby. Maybe just <laughs> yeah. lay Alan your beautiful head back down. Really unconscious <laughs> in the ground. Uh, what what kind of save? It is a wisdom save. A wisdom we save. No, is not really. It got an 11. Suit. All right. Um, yes. He bursts into laughter, um, and I believe is considered prone. Yeah, he's so, goofing on the ground. Um, um, so it, it falls, I'm going to say, because it also is a whole person, which paralyzes it's, it. It's for one minute so as well. It like, like tips over and falls prone. <laughs> And it is laughing, but it's also like it has landed on Owlin. So like Owlin, you like your eyes flutter open, and then this thing just tips down like a like a, a drawbridge. You just kind of lands on you, and it's laughing, and it's like up in your face. But the rage in its eyes, like it is clearly not having any fun. Oh, um, but it has burst into laughter. Um, and oh, somebody needs to shut that up. That is a disgusting sound. <laughs> Uh, and the um, that brings us to the top of initiative order. It is Owlin's turn beneath Bruiser and the shadow creature. Owlin is going to try to shut it up by like stabbing at it with a scimitar while <laughs> no, it's like leaning on him. <laughs> no, uh, Owlin's going to shut it up. Owlin is prone and underneath some things, so he's going to roll this attack at disadvantage. Oh, okay. Well, then in that case, Owlin is going to try to scoot out. <laughs> okay. Uh, Alan is now that to, I've realized it's hard right to hit. Alan's gonna roll a strength, or if he's trained in it, which I think he is, athletics check to yep. get himself out from under the dog pile and, and out of the room. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Easy. You just kind of like you stand it back up again, it like teeters back into a standing position, <laughs> and then you are able to kind of you know crouch out from underneath Bruiser and get back into the hallway. So Alan is in the hallway now with FP6. <laughs> Jim's just like, hey. Jeb's still uh, holding the, the silver <laughs> yeah. lasso. Um, I'm, looking, I'm looking down at Owlin for once. I'm like, hey, you, uh, good job being alive. Uh, everything okay uh, in there? Yep. Uh, everything, I think, is going according to plan. Fox, Do you think they will realize the that that thing's going to explode when they kill it? I am, it's on the ground. I am just going to stomp it with my bladed blade. <laughs> yeah, you are. Roll with advantage. It can't move. It thinks everything's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. That's a, uh, go to my other character sheet. Yes, I can have them both up at the same time, but then I can't read them. I'm not going to listen to any other advice on that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, uh, eight plus nine. You hit. Okay. Um, my That's brain short circuited. For those at home. <laughs> <laughs> for, those, for those first graders at home. Hey, now. There's at least one one viewer who uh, listens to our podcast with her kid on their way to elementary school. Oh, cool. There you Aww. go. Quick maths. Um, that's going to be uh, a lot of damage. Give me a second to calculate. Oh, that's seven, uh, seven plus four for the that's 11. pick itself. And then where's my <laughs> D6? 
I'm just gonna roll. Uh, Honey, where's my d6? Divide it by two because I can't find the d6. Uh, I forgot. Okay, yes. This roll uh, four of those for me. Okay. I got you. I can do it on screen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because of the tension die. Two plus four is six. Plus four is ten. Plus three is thirteen. 13. So thirteen plus what that first number was. Yep. Eleven. Wow. That's a twenty-four. There you okay. go. Uh, Josh, just so you is it know, dead? Um, at the beginning of the shadow creature's turn, it has to roll a d6. Um, if it's between one and four, it uses all its movement to go in a random direction. And <laughs> if it's between five and six, it just does not move. Okay. Um, I'll roll that one. That's at the it, beginning it of its turn. A, it can make a saving throw to try well, to get out of the DC. Yeah, so it'll have to beat the whole person before it starts rolling that yeah. that save, <laughs> but I'll remember that too. Sorry, you're right. Yep. Uh, is it dead? No. In fact, it looks barely scratched. Um, I'm going to go ahead and cast uh, Fairy Fire on it as well. Okay. <laughs> Just, we're not losing them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I, I, is there is that a DC? Mary uh, Shadow save. Creature, everyone. Uh, fairy Fire <laughs> is a deck save. A deck save. Yep, it's gonna roll a deck save. This is much I, I, less likely to succeed. Well, isn't it? Can it? Doesn't it automatically fail since it's held person? Yes. It's paralyzed. Oh yeah, a deck you're save. right. You're right. Yep, it fails. Yeah. Okay. Good reminder. Uh, okay, Die, so you fails. son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, that concludes Fox's turn, and it is Jeb's turn. Jeb is holding the person. Um, <laughs> I uh, I don't I don't I don't know. <laughs> Should I throw a fireball in there? I mean, I don't or a lightning <laughs> bolt. I don't I don't know what no, else to do. Are you gonna kill them? Just yes. Concentrate, like you keep That's... telling me to do. Uh, I don't have time for you and your sass. And uh, I am going to shoot a mind sliver at it. So it's just gonna bada bing, bada boom. Uh, 10 points of psychic damage. Ouchie. Pew pew pew. I'll say I'll just like send the psychic damage up the line. Okay. Um, oh, I need to roll to hit. Oh, that's a 19 plus. Like, that's going to hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Eight. <laughs> okay. You hit it. So these are just little surges. Pew, pew, pew up the line. I don't, I don't know what else to do, Alan. What kind of damage was that? Psychic? Psychic. Okay. Uh, you get the sense that that damage isn't doing anything. Oh, it doesn't have a brain. That kind of attack. It doesn't have a brain. Uh, which brings us to the shadow creature. So it misses its turn. It's going to roll to escape hold person. And that one's wisdom, right? Yeah, was yes. this the previous one? It does not escape hold person. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter, I guess. It is. Um, okay, the shadow creature's turn ends uh, with it still stuck in place. And Bruiser, uh, it is your turn. We are doing the good old stabby stab. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah. Um, and advantage. Assuming so advantage. I guess 
Everyone stop okay. rolling to hit until it breaks out of its three imprisonments. <laughs> right, okay. two, two imprisonments. Um, then it's gonna be ten normal and fifteen sneak, so a total of twenty-five damage. Twenty-five damage. Okay. Twenty-five points of damage as you stab it with a really well-placed stab, which brings uh, us to the next. Oh, go ahead. Can I can I just move out of Ellen's way in a way that does? Okay. You would have to leave the room though. Like the the spaces are all occupied. So you're gonna, oh. if you occupy a space with another creature in it, you're going to start attacking a disadvantage, which would cancel out your sneak attack. Uh, mm, can I just fly up a little bit more? No, it's, it's like a, it's a well, boat, dude. You've it's made your like attack, right? Ceilings. Yeah, you've made yeah. your attack. So you could just move out of the way completely, right? Would I be able to get back in? Musical stabs. Uh, uh don't worry about it. Again for you, you get back in. Yeah. I'll I'll leave for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, then Bruiser will uh, exit the room. Okay. Yeah. Stop Hoggins. Bruiser backs in out room. into the hallway past FB six two. Uh, oh, is hello, Bruiser. Because it's his turn. Hello. Uh, thank you. Very. Would you like me to stab as well? I saw that Absolutely. you stabbed. Absolutely. Okay. And I will walk. <laughs> FP will walk in there. And. Oh hey FP. Hey Fox. <laughs> Uh, what you? What are you doing down there? Oh, I'm I'm just stomping on him uh, from from here. Don't don't worry about it. You do your thing. I like the I oh. like the mental picture of Fox using the top bunk as like leverage, like pushing with your arms <laughs> to get a stronger stomp as you shove downwards. You know. Fox, oh yeah. From the top bunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, that's a twenty to hit as FP is just like talking to Fox. Yeah, you hit it. Like without looking to the <laughs> side, he's just like jabs into the thing. Yep. Um, which is a lot. There's like 66 on this, and that is. The crazy thing is, I'm still making you guys roll damage because this creature is still viable. Yeah. Like, it's it's still not a done deal, or I would end the combat. So that's. Seven plus seven is fourteen. Okay. Oh, I haven't been giving it. At, every time it takes damage, it gets a chance to try and break um, Tasha's hideous laughter. Thirty-one points of damage from FP. Ouch. Okay. Thirty-one points of damage, and then I'm gonna give it um, like a single roll at advantage to make up for all the other damage that we skipped. Um, so this is to break Tasha's hideous laughter, which I think that's a wisdom save. Is that right? Wisdom, 18. wisdom save of 18 at advantage. That's a 19. So it breaks Tasha's hideous laughter. It is still in hold person. Um, okay. And that will include, is that the end of FP's turn? Is FP going to leave? Uh, stop he, laughing. He's going he's gonna to use the rest of his turn to walk back out of the room. It's going to say, well, Fox, I will see you in a second. Uh, good <laughs> I'll see you later. Picking. Everybody like tagging in. He tags yeah, him yeah. in from the top bunk. Because, because it's held, uh, there's no opportunity attacks. Yeah, I know. It's just like everybody can just move in and take their turn. <laughs> yeah. It's Clara's turn now. Um, Next. Clara, there is like a single square of space open right at the at the entrance <laughs> to the room if you want to get in there. Oh, you're Carl's inside already in there. Inside. I'm, I'm curious if I could use a 15 foot cone. Would that definitely hit Fox? Yes. Oh, uh, no, that wouldn't hit Fox because like you're I in the space next away. to it. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I'm going to try this. Why not? 
you like fly adjacent to the bunk, you know, so that you I just boxer next to Can you to each stand other. behind me for a minute? Can you just get your, your skinny butt out of the way for just a moment here? Um, uh, 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 sure, sure. <laughs> um, I am going to cast color spray. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you to do the rolling for me. Sure. Um, it is ah. 6d10. <laughs> Um, it's not damage. It's to see the hit point level of the thing that I can affect. And then, um, let's see what level I am. Uh, your, your 6d10 rolled a 39. It says, when you cast this spell at a higher level, you can roll an additional 2d10 for each slot level above first. But I don't know what my character level is. Uh, um, you don't have any levels because you don't have any levels in a class, so just treat it as first. Okay, so 39 hit points. That's how many hit points of creatures the spell can affect. So, so that's if he is 39 or less, I then see. it'll work on him. Okay. Um, if it works, he's going to be... He or she or they? It's going to be... <laughs> Um, sorry, it's going to be blinded blind. until the end of our next turn. Okay. Since it can't move, you have no idea whether it's blinded or not. Yeah, how do you like that? I'm just going to just <laughs> assume yes. Um, Clara is That's going to... That's the draconic to, way. Yeah. Uh, Clara is going to... You know, I'm just going to show myself out for a minute. You got this, right, baby? Oh, yeah, um, I got this. And she is going to take a peek at Alan as though there was something she could do about it. Okay. Like, that leaves Fox alone in the room with the held shadow creature, and it brings us to the top of initiative order, which is Alan. Which is with Alan. Turn. So as soon as Clara comes out, Alan doesn't really <laughs> register that Clara is there to take a look at Alan, and Alan just brushes past her and goes <laughs> right I, in to attack the shadow it? creature. Uh, sure. Alan. As a reaction? Uh, I one moment, and Alan. You should not <laughs> go in there. <laughs> I'm fine. And Alan will take out his scimitar oh, like of speed and do three blood. attacks. We're losing like Alan single, tonight, y'all. There's like a single it's, gauze it's wrap happening. on one of his cuts from FP using his field <laughs> medicine kit. Fox, Alan as, as Alan comes attacks. in, uh, as, as Alan comes in, Fox stops stomping for one second to just high-five him. <laughs> <laughs> Alan will simultaneously high-five and do three hacks with the scimitar of speed. Three hacks uh, sounds like a Gemini Peppermint Chronicle. Yeah. Scimitar hacks. Top 10 scimitar hacks. All right, that is 15 plus 12 for the total damage, which is, uh, what is that? That's 27. 27 yep. points of damage. 27 points of slashing damage. Okay. Hey, that's a lot of damage. That is a lot and of then, damage. And then Alan that's is going to- That's a lot of damage. Do, he's going to do that, slice, 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 high five, jump back out. Okay. Um. And that brings us in initiative order to Fox. I, well, you know what, what, what time it is. <laughs> Go ahead. He says out loud to no one and just <laughs> just continues to stomp. And the disembodied announcer says, you know what time it is. Fox from the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Boom. Wait, right. is, is Fox under the bed? No, he's no. in between, oh, like on the, on... in the middle. It's a yeah. oh, okay. bed he's on the lower bunk. <laughs> Using oh, okay. using the up the, the the idea is he's using the top bunk to leverage himself down to to gotcha. stomp even harder. Yeah. All right. So we got a D eight. 
plus four. That's five plus four is nine. Uh, I found the D6, so I can actually roll my own D6s now. This is quite the curse. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, eh? 10, 16. Ooh, wow. Uh, 22 from the D6s. And what did I say was nine? So 31? 31. Yep. I rolled three sixes out of nice. four. Nice. That's the shadow creature's turn. Why won't you die? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to roll. And with an 18 on the die, Finally, plus a, two, a dirty 20 <laughs> breaks it for the end of its turn. And then Chronal it's... shift Ooh, as a reaction makes it re-roll, please. Re and thank you. Here's the re-roll. Hey, Jeb, I think it's breaking out. Uh, now it's a 16. What was the other one? Uh, it has a dirty 20 <laughs> on the other one. Yeah, no. Okay. 16 still breaks it. It breaks out, and then it's going to immediately burn a legendary action. Um, the A 60-foot cube of dark energy just <laughs> radiates out from where the creature is. Uh, everybody needs to make a DC 16 constitution saving throw. Uh, the entire ship? Too? That's uh, like the... <laughs> that is pretty much the whole ship, yes. Um, I'll make a note for myself to Radius figure out how or diameter? did. Uh, 60 foot cube. So 60 okay, foot 60 radius. foot along one length. Yeah, 60 foot okay. to a side. That was a constitution saving throw? That is a constitution saving throw with a DC of 16. Uh, okay. Uh, Brewster fails. Okay. Uh, Jeb and FP fail. Okay. Um, and what... what uh, Ooh. I'll tell you what what happens if you fail and if you succeed, and you because I just realized there's so many of you, and then um, you will figure out how your characters are doing. Um, so this this I need to know energy, if it does damage. It does. This wave of energy boom, um, radiates outwards from it. Those of you who failed take 48 points of psychic damage and suffer a level of exhaustion. Those of you who succeed you take 22 points of psychic damage and you do not take a level of exhaustion. Alan um, passed and still collapses. <laughs> so, FP is going to use evasion to cut that in half. Okay. Yeah, same here So he's here gonna use that Fox. to succeed. Okay. Um, you said 48? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, so that is the, the action that it took and it's going to survey um to see it's just it's just looking around to see how everybody's doing you don't need to tell me your hit points but if you're lower than half hit points just tell me you're bloodied if you're down tell me you're down down alan is down bloodied fp is not bloodied okay jeb oh, is riley okay and fox is doing okay fox is not bloodied fox yet. is doing okay and okay. riley's doing okay okay brings us in the initiative order to Bruiser, if he's still up. Yep, he is. Uh, he's he's going to go in. Um, how does it look? It is looking rough. 
It's got like puncture wounds from Fox repeatedly stomping on it. It's got slashes from Owlin's scimitar. It's got all these like dents in its, you know, because it's like chaos energy that's been shaped. So yeah. It's got all these weird dents in its form from the Eldritch blasts and the force damage. It's got, um, the, it's just, it's just looking, it's looking beyond bloody. It is looking okay. rough. Um, is it still oh, flanked? But it took, yes. It took Owlin down, right? Owlin's at zero? Yeah. Okay, it took Owlin down, and as it, um, as that happens, as Owlin falls, it almost looks like the creature gains a level of, like, it, it almost seems to recover a little bit from that okay. damage that it has dealt. Does a 23 hit? Yes, it will. Okay. And I am flanking it. Yep. What are we waiting on? Uh, uh, damage. damage. Um, 12 gotcha. plus 14, so 26 damage total. 26 damage. Okay. Uh, and then is Bruiser... Bruiser will back out. Okay. Uh, as Bruiser backs that's, out, he provokes... That's an bonus action. Um, oh, bonus no. action. Disengage. Cunning action, yeah. Perfect. Um, okay. Bruiser disengages, and that brings us to FP62's turn. FP. I can use some help in here. It's scary again. <laughs> um, DM, yeah. this is kind of a critical moment. If you wouldn't mind giving me a lay of the land. Absolutely. Who is who is down? Owlin. Only Owlin is down. Owlin is in the entryway of the room, <laughs> as is his custom, uh, right. laying on the ground. Um, outside Are the others it, all unconscious except no. for Bruiser? Um, Bruiser, nobody else is unconscious. Bruiser, I think, is bloodied. I think yeah. Riley maybe was bloodied. Um, Riley's fine. Okay, Clara is fine. Anybody right. can stabilize somebody, right? Yeah, so the, FP if you're is going medicine, to. You can, yeah. Um, well, if... you can make an untrained check. It's just harder. Okay. Um, and so, so people are up. They're just not in like terrific condition. But it's it's not like anybody else is dead or dying. It's just Alan. Poor dude. Just Alan. <laughs> it's not like anyone's dead or dying. It's just Alan. <laughs> um, well, that's because he keeps going in at one health. Is going to very <laughs> no, gingerly health. step over <laughs> Alan. Jeff's going to step over. Uh, okay. Yeah, FP's going to step step over him. FP, yeah. And take his scimitar up from his back. Oh, FP's and... scimitar. Because yes, you know, uh, Alan's has light cast on it. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're oh, different. So as as uh as FP walks over Owlin to go into the room, he bends over and picks up his scimitar of speed. Okay. You get you get uh if if you it's have an attunement object, so for him it's just oh, a normal dang it. scimitar. That's true. Um and I have an ally nearby. You do. It's yep. a sneak attack. It doesn't give me advantage, but it gives me sneak attack. Yep. It should give you yeah. an advantage. Mm-mm. Only if he's flanked. Um, isn't he flanked is... by me? I think Fox is flanking him, isn't he? Fox is oh, in the is room he? with you. Yeah. yeah. He is flanked. Fox okay. is adjacent. Yeah. I think I think you Oh, that's it. much better. Yeah. That's a, a 19 plus 8. And you're within 30 feet of Jeb with that 19. Oh, snap. So that's a... I mean, oh! do we even <laughs> need to roll with that? Um... What's the base damage that you'd be dealing? It's going to be... Okay, so the Scimitar of Speed is probably a D6. Yes, it is. So it's going to be 
hold on. It's a 6d6 weapon, right? times 2, so 12d6 plus an extra 2d6, so 14d6. <laughs> no, just describe the killing blow as the creature, and describe <laughs> the sensory um, effects as this creature evaporates. This is a significantly greater concentration of chaos energy than you've seen in other creatures. So they're harmless, but they're sensory. So I think it's going to do the thing that he did way back during one of their infiltration missions where he just goes like up through with the scimitar and it like comes out the thing's shoulder. Um, but Ooh. FP is going to press himself into it. Like he's going to walk into it, shove it into the wall and um, in such a way so that he takes the brunt of the chaos energy blast that it gives off as it dies. Awesome. Describe the sensory effects, though, that come out of it as it they're just random sensory effects. Um, you hear uh, a strike of thunder. Um, you hear you smell salt <laughs> and uh, and parsley. Um, there's a uh, flapping sound of studded metal leather and just this sigh of relief that kind of echoes and whimpers out at the end. And on that note, tonight's Dungeons & Dragons session comes to a close with the SS Happy Orc finally clad in safety, rushing off towards a new Hello. dawn. Clara has a hand. Sorry. What's up? Can I stabilize Alan? I suppose. You don't need to roll for it. You're not under pressure. Alan, unless you had died already, you're stabilized. No, no. Okay. Alan's good. Um, Alan is, um, is stable. Debatable. Will, I think if with as many attack, times as he fell, we may need to roll for another long-term injury for Alan. If you attack no. anything else today, I will pop you like a grape. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just going to uh, oh, rest now here. Uh, Jake, roll here. a d20. All right. Eight on the die. Eight on the die. Uh, you are disfigured with a horrible scar to the extent that oh. the wound can't be easily concealed. You have disadvantage on persuasion and advantage on intimidation from this scar. Well, that's Ooh. great. Uh, uh, that that plays towards my stats anyways. Yeah, and it would require magical <laughs> healing of six level or higher. To Disability? Healing. I think you Not meant like a buff. Upcast, but like a, or yes, like a but you get advantage. Yeah. So, where's your scar at? Yeah, uh, you don't I have would, to decide that tonight. Wait until next okay. time. Yeah. You okay. okay. And DM, I, I know you wanted to say like, you know, this is, and and that's how we end it mm -hmm. for this Dungeons and Dragons. But what you that. meant, what you meant to say, right, was ding ding ding, cage matches ended with <laughs> FB and Fox <laughs> in the ring and team. Booyah. Four guys, ventures, and vibes, conquering Team Chaos. Let's give it up. Bing, 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 bing. That's nice. exactly what it is. Thanks for sponsoring this this podcast, Bing. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> 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 <laughs>